The following is a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Klein Electric, Catholic United Financial, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Bozen the Florist. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. And a very pleasant good evening and welcome to West Des Moines Valley Stadium as we get set for high school football week number two here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network on a very warm night, not as muggy, 86 degrees, south wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour, humidity at a very low 37%. So Mark Ibadil, Matt Mandring, John Chida, who's already on the field, getting in that nice breeze down on the field because on a warm night, but not as bad as we thought, but it's going to get hot this weekend. And Matt, welcome. And uh oh, we're, we're already for week two of yeah. high school football. Isn't this great? It I, is. It, it really is a beautiful night. And with the low humidity, it won't impact the players quite as much if it, at that temperature. So we're really fortunate to have that and to be able to – it's just a, it's a great night. And you see a lot of cars out here already and the bands getting ready. And I tell you what, it should be a fun night of football. It certainly, it certainly should be. And a quick turnaround as we were – uh, Dowling's first game was last Saturday night in a win over Cedar Rapids Kennedy and Cedar Rapids Saturday night. So quick turnaround. Valley played at Southeast Polk here at this stadium last uh, Friday. And, uh, and the defending champ, Southeast Polk, beat Valley in the rematch of the state uh, championship game in 5A uh, by the score 24-18. Ended up being the score. Looking right into that sun, all the Dowling fans will be on the east side of the stadium, as they always are here at, uh, when they play Valley. But uh, very bright and warm night, John. Yeah, it is, Mark. Uh, last week uh... – the temperatures was great. I mean, it, it was dropped down in the mid-70s, and I think by the end of the game it was down in the 60s, and nice win. But, you know, it's not as hot as it seems when you're standing down here because you have a nice breeze, as you mentioned. So the one thing to, to look for tonight is, is a lot of cramping up with the heat and a little bit of humidity that we didn't have to deal with last week. Yeah, that's true. We Saturday was a little bit cooler than, than last Friday, but tonight it's, it's jacking up, and you know, John, when I talk to Coach Wilson, we're going to catch up with him. And our pregame show consists of we'll, we're going to banter a little bit. We'll go to Coach Wilson, uh, get some of our sponsors involved. But, uh, John, he was very proud of the way his team, they take a lot of pride in. No one cramped up. I know we didn't see that out of Cedar Rapids Kennedy. They had numerous players cramping up late in the game. But he, was, he took a lot of pride in that. And I know you being an extension of the coaching staff with being the eighth-grade coach, John, uh, and condition is a big part of the preseason. Yeah, it sure is. And when you're well-conditioned and – you're prepared, and hydration comes in into play. It's a big part of it, and uh, those are a lot of things that a lot of people don't think about, you know, as watching the game. But when you're involved in the game night activities and on the sideline, you want to make sure the kids are hydrated. They're doing things like that when they're not practicing or away from games as well. But also the conditioning is is a huge factor, and you got to be well conditioned, especially early on in the season. And it gets a little bit easier as the season goes on because of the weather, and then you're used to those football conditioning we always call you have different types of conditioning you have basketball conditioning baseball but then, then there's football conditioning that is so true and matt i think you can kind of test to that back in your days of coaching high school football up in northwest iowa uh did you have the track coaches on your staff because i yes. think they understand that a lot yeah. conditioning uh cramping up making sure that uh, you get stretched out the hamstring issue is always a problem especially with the speedsters but yeah. uh, i'm sure you went through that too you do yeah and you know Track and football go hand-in-hand hand with each other, kind of like wrestling and basketball as well. But that track coach and having that influence on your football staff 
is really important. And that's one of the great things about what Dowling Catholic does in their athletic program is all of the pro all of the sports buy in to the conditioning and weight and the weights and everything else that they do, every sport that every kid is in. And for a school our size, we have so many multiple sport athletes that it really it does pay off and it pays off on Friday nights and you know the hydration starts all week long and uh, you see kids walking around school with the jug of water and everything else and <laughs> probably causes a few more bathroom passes than you normally would but um, <laughs> it, it keeps them going on a Friday night. Well it certainly does and that's so important. I remember when you couldn't take water into class, and we had to get that uh, amended. But I'm not going to get into those policies right now. You, we gave Thank you, you enough Mark. last Saturday, and I, <laughs> I took a, I took a beating for that. And as John can attest, I kind of took a beating at work this morning with uh, some things that were going around social media. I had no idea what when that was going to happen, but it happened today. And thanks to uh, Joe Hammond, the uh, play the the uh, PA announcer for Iowa State football and uh, men's basketball, and of course St. Pius. Uh, uh, a parishioner and he called he texted me this morning said hey you're on channel five and i said great this is going to be one of those days and it was so mm-hmm. appreciate all the text messages and uh, uh the recognition but you know i just kind of do this for a lot of fun we have a lot of fun. i hope we have a lot of fun and matt i hear people are home actually listen i, I didn't know that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, people are listening i tell you what mark it is uh <laughs> you know it is a pleasure to work with you and you make this job easy and uh, for Johnny and I, we just kind of hang out and talk football, and you drive the bus, and, and it's, it's been a, you know, it's really is a compliment to you and your family because it's a lot of time, and, the, and people don't understand the sacrifice of time that it takes yeah, to be great. at all the events. And um, for your family, that's a big give, and, and we thank them as well. It's a labor of love. Yes. All right, Mr. Chidal, hammer, hammer it on here. Let's get this out of the way. I, I know you got a few things. He got a lot of messages this morning, too. <laughs> well, I just want to get that picture, the proper picture submitted to, to uh, uh, Channel 5. <laughs> that was not, no, there's, that, that did not, something got out on social media. I think it was just Johnny's social media. I don't have social media. Well, <laughs> within your text group. And think, there's think, a picture out there, Matt, that. Uh, is there? And uh, I, I don't hope that doesn't get out. I don't know where somebody found that. but He's on the air just yeah. waving to a random person. It's yeah. priceless. <laughs> I was waving at the photographer, and that was Earl Hulse. That was Mr. Yeah. Mandering's partner riding down I-80 yeah. last Saturday, Johnny. So I was waving at Earl, and I didn't realize he was taking my picture. Well, it just shows you can multitask. You can be on, on air and, yeah. and do other things at the same time. Well, I appreciate that, and there's a lot of people behind the scenes that set this up. Dave Bingham who were mic'd up tonight, by the way, or at least I'm mic'd up for the uh, Friday Night Blitz, Johnny. So I know you're going to hustle home, turn on Channel 5, and watch the Friday Night Blitz. And Dave Bingham, he does a great job with his staff, and they're they're going to film this game and play it back tonight, and then we'll also see it next week. But uh, a few people from, uh, you know this Andy Pollock guy? Uh, he and uh, Paul Yeager may have uh, dropped a, uh, a line or two to some certain people over at TV5 and uh, – the young lady, uh, Miss Garcia, over there did a great job with it. So I'll just leave it at that. That's 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 the trail that I figured out so far how well, this got started. Mark, sincerely, oh, congratulations. well-deserved. And, and you were doing it back when I played and even before that. And it's just amazing what you've done and given to Dowling Catholic. And, and, and uh, it's just a great place to be. And you've been a great part of it. And congratulations. Well, thank you. Matt, he didn't tell you this, but Johnny, you caught a touchdown pass, but I didn't call Johnny's yeah. name. Oh, really? Yeah. You can, you can, I'll, I'll come full disclosure. Didn't have him <laughs> on the two deep, so guess what? We just there thought it was someone. Who did I call you, Johnny? What, what name did I use, remember? Two years before. 
two years before. I, I, I think it was uh, was it Marcus Bumpus? I wore the same number, and it was either two or three years after that. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go over well either. I bet that. I've didn't. had a lot of mornings that didn't go over well, and you, know, you got these guys just, just yeah, but picking as, it apart as we move on. This is Dowling Valley. This is what it should be, be about. This is why we're here. Great rivalry, and you know, rankings. I'm still trying to figure this out. Valley. Uh, lost to Southeast Polk, who was the defending champs. They're ranked number one last week. The Rams fall to number two. Dowling moves up to one. Haven't figured that out yet. Uh, Valley falls to number six. Kennedy was number six last week. They move up to five after getting beat by Dowling. You figure all this out, like how they pro- project rankings. Folks, the seedings at the end of the year are not done by rankings, but the uh, media loves those rankings. I should say yeah. media are sports writers, and they do a great job. They try to cover everything, but... Well, the preseason is all about the unknown. So Correct. those preseason rankings, you know, you never t- put much salt in them as they, they don't know. You don't know which kids are not playing, if there's been changes in things. And, you know, it's uh, – I can remember coming off of our state state um, game that the next year we were ranked in the top five, and I knew we were not a top five team because we had graduated everybody. You know, and there was no way we were going to be in the top ten at the end of the year. And uh, – um, it was, but that's, you know, sure. as you get more information, you know, the, the rankings become more true the deeper you get into the season. So as coaches, you don't put much. It's more for everybody else to talk about. Right. As coaches, you really and, don't talk about it. And there it. are so many different rankings out there. Des Moines yeah. Register has theirs. AP, which is what I like to use, they have theirs. I'm going to read theirs here in a moment. And uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette has some rankings. I think in Eastern Iowa, Quad Cities do. But the AP rankings, as of this past Monday, has Dowling Catholic at number one in Class 5A, followed by Southeast Polk, Ankeny, Johnson, Waukee. That's your top five. Six is West Des Moines Valley, followed by Linmar of Marion, Cedar Rapids Prairie, Bettendorf, Davenport West, and Iowa City West both tied for number 10. And receiving votes, Ankeny Centennial, Des Moines Roosevelt, and Waukee Northwest, all on Dallin's schedule. So that is the uh, the rankings as of this week. Yeah, that'll be an interesting game taking place over the other side of town between Waukee and, and Northwest. First so. time they've played. Yeah, so uh, that'll be a lot of fun. be a lot of people there. It certainly will. John, anything you, you, you want to add there? What's our conditions down there? I mean, we know we gave everyone our temperature. It was uh, 85 degrees and uh, 86 degrees and a south wind at 10 to 15, so that wind's got to be helping things. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I think, you know, after the first quarter when that sun goes down, it's going to be perfect. And you won't, you won't even realize that it was hotter than normal for this time of year. Yeah, the uh, shade is about halfway across the field. Coming towards you there, Johnny, very, very shortly. Yes, indeed. All right. We'll take a break here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a pregame show. We started at 6.15 tonight, and kickoff is right at 7. There's no preliminary game. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, John Scheidel will return here on Iowa Catholic Radio as we resume our pregame show, Dowling Valley here at Valley Stadium, West Des Moines, Iowa, on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at Skeffington's.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And welcome back to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines. Mark Amadale, Matt Maindring, John Scheidel. As we get set for Dowling Valley tonight here on Iowa Catholic Radio, we will kick off right at 7 o'clock. No preliminary game. And, uh, Matt, a very warm night here at the Valley Stadium. We're going to deal with that. And we're going to talk a little bit of matchups. I know Johnny's going to talk about Dowling's offense against the Valley defense. And you're going to talk about Valley's offense against Dowling's defense, who, by the way, played very well last week. You know, that front four for the Maroons uh, didn't have a whole lot of experience. They gained a lot of experience. These are sophomores, three sophomores that started on Dowling's defensive line, Matt, that uh, were uh, going up against a varsity. And I mean, junior and senior dominated offensive line, uh, offensive line of Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And uh, they had some big guy in there, too. But yeah. very impressed with the front four, Ryan Bobo, Isaac Beaver, and his twin brother, Mason, along with Keevy Fort. They all four got their first varsity starts. They did. And I think the, the thing that was impressive as the night went on was how much gas they had in the tank at the end because they were really putting more pressure on at the end of the game than they were in the middle. And that's due to the fact that they were able to go eight deep. You know, Will Ringwalski and Carter Smith and Owen Pins and Ian Middleton came in, and there was no letdown whatsoever in what was happening. And uh, to be able to go eight deep and keep those young men fresh up front, let those linebackers run to the football, and they did a really good job. Even though I don't believe they recorded a sack, there might have been one that was close, but um, they started to get more pressure when they needed to as the game progressed. And the Dowling senior linebackers, which are the two returning starters of uh, the defense, Dylan Manning and Matt Hatton were the two leading tacklers. Uh, Manning was seven and a half tackles, Hatton had five, and along with the newcomer, Zach Smith, who we see going uh, both ways, he's also the punter for Dowling, Smith had five and a half tackles. So uh, the linebacking core stepped up. they got to be physical, and they got to plug the hole, whatever the defensive line can't do. And you mix that in with uh, Nick Frericks and uh, newcomer Lucas Gigliano, who also got his first start. Those are linebacking and safeties. Yeah, I was impressed with Smith, and, and, and Manning has really continued to evolve. And, you know, Manhattan – just a hard-nosed kid. I, I, I really like watching him play the game, and, and he's a no-nonsense kid. But they were really they were let to run to the football, and that's what you want that front four to do is consume blockers, let those linebackers run. Kenny James and uh, Jake Kruger got their starts at, at left corner and right corner along with Parker Pearson and Jake Scow. They backed them up, but uh, there was some isolation. You call them the island. A couple of the corners got on an island with the outstanding wide receiver for uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, they got some hand fighting, some, a penalty or two, but they learned from the best. Yeah, it was, you know, Jake Kruger, he, his first varsity start, and, uh, and uh, he – he had some ups and downs as the night went on, but he was really, he was where he needed to be. And I think he learned a lot. He grew up a lot on that first night, and it's just going to help him down the road with that much attention. And Kenny James, he's just a fire plug. And, and uh, it'll be interesting, you know, because Valley will probably be a little more balanced in who they're going to throw to. And so it'll put pressure on both sides as they go through the night. 
You're listening to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Hamadale alongside Matt Mandering here in the press box. Down on the field here at Valley Stadium is John Chido. And, Johnny, we're going to get the Dowling offense against Valley's defense. And uh, what a night it was. That's where the uh, Maroons have a little bit more uh, seniority, if you will. Kyle Rockers and Max Shelton on the Dowling offensive line kind of anchored the line last week. And then you throw in a Joe Fralak who played a lot last year. Nate Eggles, another starter back from last year. And Isaiah Seymour. Uh, got the start at right tackle, and he's a big dude, 6'5", 305. And then you mix in Will Leifker and Charlie Darnell at tight end. Uh, up front, set the stage for the Dowling skill positions, John. Yeah, it sure did, Mark. And when, when Rashad Davis, the Dowling running back, was able to rush for five touchdowns uh, last week, one was the, the kickoff return, but uh, they were able to get the ground game working, and, it, it you know, it's, it, it's a tell of the, the offensive line, and you, you go by how they go. And if, if they're, everything's clicking up front and, and they're creating holes and, and, and stuff like that, it makes it easier for Rashad to run through. And, and when you, you said it, Max Shelton, who played all last year, and Kyle Raker, Rakers, uh, who is uh, a three-year starter now, uh, that, that helps out tremendously. And then with Joe Fralak and Nate Agos, who got a lot of playing time uh, last year, it's just with that experience. And then you had Isaiah Seymour, who, who fit in nicely uh, for the first game. But with that experience up front, it makes a big difference on how you can execute offensively. And I was impressed with uh, Dante Cataldo. He's been in the program. This is his third year on varsity. First start last Saturday night against Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And yet uh, his three receivers he had a chance to uh, throw to, Hank Brown, Curtis Horace, and Trey Wilson. And then we saw Jake Scow in there a little bit, Trey Troyer, Zach Smith, and Matt, Matt Kerner did not play. He is available tonight. Uh, he had quite a, a plethora of receivers, and I thought uh, – Dante Cataldo did a tremendous job checking down, taking what the defense gave him. It wasn't going to be a big passing night, but he passed just enough, and he went 11 out of 13 for 134 yards and no touchdown or no touchdowns and no interception. Did just enough to keep the chains moving, Johnny. Yeah, he sure did, and and he's execute that RP game, uh, and he did a tremendous job last week reading the defense and, like you said, taking what the defense has given you. And a lot of those reads were to give the ball to the tailback, and, and, and that's where a lot of the success came from for the ground game. And being able to manage that offense, not making mistakes, and, and not taking risks when you don't have to, and under, understanding the situation that you're in, it, it, it was a flawless game for the most part. You know, everybody's going to have mistakes, but, but I thought Dante did a tremendous job last week. Yep, we also should mention that uh, Ian Middleton played fullback when Dowling brought that package in, and uh, he and Jackson Miller shared that. So now, guys, we talked a little about Dowling. Now let's talk about the matchup tonight. And Matt, we'll start with uh, the Valley offense against Dowling's defense. You know, Caleb Jewell was a starting quarterback, but he didn't finish the game. Uh, Trevor Willett, the transfer from Oskaloosa, and a bigger quarterback, 6'4", 215, and a senior, uh, along with Jewell, a senior. Uh, those are the two quarterbacks. And Damon Head is their leading ball carrier. Darius Mason also back, so they got the dynamic duel at tailback. And uh, Craycraft, McGrary, and Jaden Brown are the receivers, along with Crownover as a tight end. That's the Valley skills. What what uh, issues will the Dowling defense uh, see against a very fine Valley team who was runner-up last year? You know, you're playing, you know, you're you're preparing for two different quarterbacks. Which one are they going to rely on? Are they going to take the take the transfer and, and start to utilize him a little bit more. You know, David Head's a really good running back, but Southeast Polk was able to neutralize him, you know, and so he only had 61 yards or 46 yards uh, last week against Southeast Polk, and, and Valley only rat rushed for 61 yards total. So, you know, and I didn't see the 
the part of the game when Willett came in, but if, you know, if I, I don't think it's 6-4-2-15, he's a running threat either. So, you know, that dynamics-wise, they have young receivers, and so for them it's just getting some more game situations and everything else. You know, they, they threw the ball for about 129, I want to say 140-some yards is all. And uh, so offensively they did not produce a whole lot. But this young defense is going to get tested and uh, of Dowling, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it's Valley Dowling. Yeah, and yeah. up front, Valley had two re- returning uh, linemen back. Braylon Jenkins, their right tackle, number 71. He goes about 300 at 6'4 and a senior. And their left guard, Derek Ellens, is back 6'2", 280. But uh, Nolan Anderson, the left tackle, Matthew Booth, the center, and Ben Rickard got their first starts last week. And uh, they were going against a pretty good defensive line for Southeast Bowl. Yeah, yeah it's a – it's a little different tonight. Tonight, the sophomores uh, playing on that defensive front are really going to have to grow up, and, and along with Keevy Ford. So it's it'll be that line. I think Valley's going to want to grind this thing as much as you can, run first, and then open up some passing lanes, and Damon Head's a threat to do that. And so I think, you know, Coach Swenson's really trying to get that established as these two guys – you know, I've gone against each other so much. Yeah. You know, what What else, you know, what tricks are you going to have up your sleeve? <laughs> the thing for Valley, though, Mark, is always the fullback slash tight end mm-hmm. out of the backfield. At some point, they're going to throw that play, and it, it, it's one of those plays that's so hard to defend. A- 88, number, uh, A.J. Crownover is the guy you're referring to. He's yeah. their tight end, H-back, fullback, whatever you want to call him, but he will line up as a fullback along with tight end. Johnny, and finally the Dowling offense going against this uh, Valley defense. Valley has five returning starters on defense. We mentioned they had three on offense, but of those five, up front the nose tackle, Ramez Naba, he's got 100 pounds on Shelton right over uh, Dowling center, so that's interesting. Castle is their uh, – Linebacker, an outstanding linebacker. Gage Olson, Isaiah Pinks, the corners are back. And Andrew Price, uh, the free safety, is back. That is some of their veterans. And it'll be interesting to see how Dowling's offense adjusts to what Valley is in tonight. Yeah, and you said it with uh, Naba. That's the, that's the person that they're going to have to slow down and find different ways to slow him down because he's, he's tough to handle. He, he's aggressive. He's downfield. Down he's a tough, tough-nosed football player. So they're going to have to keep an eye on him and in, in, in have creative ways on how to block him and or attack him uh, uh, in certain ways. And Valley runs a, a 4-2 defense um, with a, a sandbacker that they'll move around. And I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised if, if you'll see a three-man front at certain times in certain situations tonight. Uh, they showed that a little bit uh, last year, uh, not so much against Southeast Polk. But uh, when it's Dowling Valley, do a lot of different things and – and uh, that'd be one of them, that they come out with that three-person three, three person front instead of the four-person front and move their linebackers around. So it's just being, being able to, to adjust to what they're doing and, and a lot of times reading the different defenses because they're going to disguise a lot of different coverages too. So with Catalo being quarterback, he's going to have to recognize those things, and you've got to do it on the fly. But uh, I think they'll be well-prepared, and Dal- uh, Valley's going to be tough notes. It's gonna be, their defense, I think, is the heart of their team this year. I think they're... They're strong defensively, so it's going to be interesting to see how Downey's offense reacts to that. All right, gentlemen, appreciate the update there. Appreciate the, your thoughts on the pregame show as we continue with head coach Tom Wilson as we take a break. Our thanks to Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, along with Dental Associates. Our thanks to Catholic Tuition Organization, the folks at Mercy One, Catholic United Financial, Klein Electric, and Skeftons Formalware are our supporters of Dowling Catholic Football, our 47th year broadcasting Dowling Catholic Football. Thank you, folks, for uh, uh, tuning in and 
tell those uh, supporters that you heard the game on Iowa Catholic Radio. Along with Matt Maindring and John Chido, I'm Mark Amadale. We'll return with head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic. We'll preview tonight's game from the coach's perspective coming up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Welcome back to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale. Now joined by head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic before tonight's Dowling Valley game here at Valley Stadium. Coach, uh, thank you for taking time to join us this evening. No problem. Thanks, Mark. Well, Coach, uh, tonight you take on the Valley Tigers, the arch rival, a team that uh, I think you know everybody's got. Uh, it's been a good week of practice because they get focused for uh, for both teams. But before we get into Dowling Valley, let's talk about and recap last week's game. Actually, it wasn't too far away. Last Saturday night, you went to Cedar Rapids and uh, – and one over Cedar Rapids Kennedy, thirty-eight twenty-one, a nice uh, top ten team to start off with, and a, a nice win on the road for your for your group. Really thought the kids handled things uh, very well. Um, felt like we we're in control of the game without. Then, uh, you know, in the second half, you look up and we're only up by three, but uh, we responded with a another good drive and and we're able to stop them and then tack another one on and and. Uh, then we held them uh, at the end of the fourth with about three minutes left and really just ran out the clock from there. But uh, thought our kids handled the, the crazy work week uh, last week very well. As, as I mentioned last week, we practiced at 5.30 in the morning, uh, basically all of last week, and then also playing on a Saturday and then driving two hours to, to Cedar Rapids to play a good Kennedy team. So really uh, happy with our kids and, and – uh, Happy to get out of there with a convincing win. And coach, very efficient. We'll start on the offensive side. Uh, your your team was four for four in possessions in the first half, and that included uh, the three touchdowns and a field goal. In the second half, uh, uh, I believe you went like uh, three out of four with your possession, but didn't didn't convert. The punter only came out once, and that was in your first possession. In the second half, which you mentioned on the post game show a little bit, uh, that first series when you had the ball to start the second half, but. Very efficient. You guys scored, uh, Dowling scored in six out of, the last, out of the seven possessions you had offensively in the game. Yeah, I felt very good about that. You know, to be honest with you, going in the game, uh, really didn't expect Rashad to have the game that he had for the simple reason that they have eight guys in the box an awful lot. We thought we would have to to throw, and, and you saw it early. We were mixing in our our passing game, and and uh, but then Rashad 
you know, gets uh, gets away every once in a while, and they may have eight in the box, but he's still making people miss. And I uh, really thought our offensive line did a really good job, and and uh, Dante in his really uh, first start uh, of this year, and, and uh, he was very efficient uh, in the passing game. And I think fans that were there could see him move around a little bit, which that's what he brings to the table. Well, no question, and of course that's a uh, you know totally new group out there. Your offensive line is the experienced one, but you had some new uh, receivers. Uh, you mentioned Dante at quarterback with his first start, but uh, I thought the offensive line paved the way, and and with uh, the system you have offensively, uh, your quarterback made decisions whether to run or pass, and uh, that's why Rashad Davis had four touchdowns and a uh, kickoff return for a fifth touchdown. Well, he did, and, and I can't say enough about that kickoff return unit because Rashad didn't get touched on that kickoff return. But um, really, offensive line did a good job. You know, at the, before the game, I mentioned really the leadership of Rockers and, and Max Shelton, and uh, that was on full display. I thought Will Lifker uh, came in and, and uh, as our starting tight end, and last year he was kind of an H-back, fullback uh, type player when he was healthy, but... Um, thought he did fairly well as a tight end uh, blocking only got him you know the ball a time or two but um, uh, hopefully that continues to grow but then Agos and and Freilak and Isaiah Seymour getting his first start uh, thought he played pretty well as well so uh, when the offensive line can control things that's how you you know score out of six out of seven possessions. Visiting with head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic before tonight's game, Dowling and Valley here at Dowling Stadium. And uh, coach, uh, defensively, uh, that was where the question mark was. I think he had two experienced starters back, whole defensive line graduated, no no depth there that returned with experience. And boy, did they ever step up. Uh, very impressed. I think uh, Dylan Manning, who's one of your starters as a sophomore last year, led your team in tackles with seven and a half. Zach Smith. Uh, had five and a half tackles, and then uh, Matt Hatton, the starting catcher in, in baseball, had five tackles from his linebacker spot. That kind of led defense, but boy, did uh, they give the offense time to perform, and they really stood up, especially during some uh, long drives there, that 12-play, uh, 75-yard drive that uh, Kennedy had to start the second half on their first possession was very impressive by them, but they they stood up the rest of the way. Yeah, they did some some very good things. To be honest with you, we we gave up too many passing yards. Um, I think uh, Kennedy had a lot to do with that. But number four was a handful, and and I thought their quarterback played well. But uh, we really held up very well against the run. Uh, we were getting pressure to the quarterback. Just only got to him once, but uh, we were getting pressure there, and we're going to have to continue to evolve as that defense moves forward. And Coach, finally, before we go to break, uh, your thoughts on some of the kids that maybe we missed last week, uh, uh, the guys maybe in the trenches that, that stood out after you broke down game field, film uh, after the game. Well, Carter Smith had the sack, and, and he was very active. I think Owen Penns continues to, to get better, and uh, the Beaver Twins inside, um, they were growing up before our eyes, which was fantastic to see, and Kiwi Ford got his first start in, in that ball game as well. But you get kids like Will Ringwellski and, and Ian, Ian Middleton also helping us on that defensive line. And that's gonna, the way it's going to be as we continue on. So really defensively felt really good about that. And, you know, on the offensive side, I, I, I had mentioned uh, Seymour and his first start in Lifeker. And, 
you know, a kid that, that made a lot of plays and had a huge block in, on the kickoff return was Ian Middleton. So uh, kids did a nice job, and, and uh, hopefully we can just continue to get better. And one follow-up to that, Coach, you mentioned uh, the, on the defense. That defensive line was uh, graduated last year, inexperienced, but you trusted almost eight guys to rotate through. You had two two different shifts, if you will, like a, from hockey, uh, two shifts of four in the down linemen, and you were able to trust them throughout the game. You and defensive coordinator Adam Jack were able to, and they did perform. Uh, they did, and, and that's the way it's going to be. We feel like we have our str- a strength in our numbers, and, and – uh, you know, some of those guys are young, and, and, you know, I didn't mention Bobo, who also got his first start, but, um, and he, you know, he had a TFL, and really all of them, I thought, did a very good job. There's a couple of times where you could see the big boy running them down the field, and lesson learned, and then it didn't happen again, so um, really, uh, kids did a good job, and they're going to have to continue to grow as if we're going to get to be the team that we want to be defensively. Visit with Tom Wilson here on the pregame show. We'll return after these messages and talk more about tonight's matchup, Dowling Valley here at Valley Stadium. This is Mark Amadale on Iowa Catholic Radio. Alive in Christ with Eucharistic Amazement, September 17th through the 19th at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Each evening will include a holy hour at 6 p.m., followed by a talk from Sister Joseph Mary. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Bring the Eucharistic Revival to your parish with Iowa Catholic Radio's Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. The work of future saint Blessed Carlo Acutis, this beautiful display will educate and inspire. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is John Wynn from the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. to the pregame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale continuing my conversation with head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic High School as Dowling takes on Valley tonight here at Valley Stadium. If you're arriving to the game, Dowling fans will be on the east side of Valley Stadium. And uh, coach, you're taking on the the Valley Tigers, a team that, uh, well, ended your season last year in the semifinals. It's a rivalry, whether it's in the playoffs or regular season. And tonight it's a regular season. And, uh, Hey, best of luck. Talk about the matchup tonight with uh, Dowling Valley. I know it's been a short week for you because uh, you had the game Saturday night, so kind of a quick turnaround, but uh, I'm sure you and your coaching staff are prepared. It should be a, a very good game. Obviously, uh, Valley played Southeast Polk and, uh, last week, and it was a good football game, and that's a that's a tough opener. And, um, you know, they, uh, they had their successes moving the ball and, and did some things to stop them at, at stop Southeast Polk at times. But honestly, it looks somewhat like a typical uh, Valley football team to me that they're big up front on the offensive side, always have a tight end weapon, uh, really good skill on the outside and, and head their uh, running back, I think, is a, is a really good player. So uh, they have plenty of weapons in order to, to put points on the board and then defensively, um, I think that they're extremely solid. A lot of skill there. Uh, that secondary is very athletic. Um, they'll play a lot of man principles back there, and we're going to have to beat them one-on-one. But, you know, tough linebackers, active defensive linemen, 
Naba, their their nose guard is 320 pounds, and and uh, when your when your center is 100 pounds smaller than that, that's a little bit uh, room for for some concern. But um, I think they're a really good team. Um, they're a, another top 10 team, if not a top five type team, and and uh, we'll certainly have our hands full. Well, with the matchup uh, Dowling Valley tonight for you know long this series goes. Anything can happen. Last year, you had a five-game winning streak and, and beat Valley during the regular season, and Valley snapped that five-game winning streak in the series in the playoffs. But do you throw all that out? What are the concerns other than uh, the mismatch between center and nose tackle? But uh, uh, what are the things that your Dowling defense of going up against this Valley offense who are, you know, they had two quarterbacks, maybe three battling in camp, and now I think they settled on one. But uh, uh, you could see some different looks in the backfield out of Valley. How's that match up for your defense? Well, first off, you have to stop the run. Head is is a really good back. He hurt us last year uh, in the Dome. Uh, they run a lot of counter power schemes at us. Uh, Darius Mason uh, will come in and, and give him a breather who's, you know, he's 215 pounds and, and runs hard. And uh, obviously that offensive line has a lot to do with that. But really their skill on the outside with Craig Craft and, and McGregory and, and also Jaden Brown, uh, who's a sophomore, uh, those guys can run. Um, and so that's a, that's a concern for us. Um, those matchups will be, you know, difficult for us. But, uh, again, if you do things at the line of scrimmage and force them into situations they don't want to be in, I think that's a plus for us. And, Coach, offensively for the Dowling offense, uh, taking on always a very fine uh, defensively coached team. Uh, I know – uh, Willie is their uh, defensive coordinator there at Valley, and uh, he does a great job. And last year, you look at the, the second half of the Dowling Valley semifinal game, and Maroon scored on a. I think they got them, you guys got yourself into a situation where you had a short field and scored in the second half, and that was about it. And uh, they made some adjustments, so I don't know how that's going to carry over. But uh, Valley defensively always got some good linebackers and maybe a good corner. And uh, you mentioned uh, uh, their nose guard. Yeah, the you know the guys that you mentioned, McGregory is uh, is playing in the secondary. He's playing both ways. I think he's a very good player. Andrew Price um, and Gage Olson are their safeties. Um, you know, it's not the first time that we've seen them, and and they're only juniors. Uh, they played quite a bit uh, a year ago. Uh, Castle is one of their inside linebackers. Um, we saw a lot of him uh, a year ago, and I mentioned you know their defensive line. Um, with, with Naba and Daisy, um, experienced players there. So, you know, it's going to be typical Dowling Catholic offense. I mean, we're going to try to run the ball. You know, some of the things that they did to us in the second half last year, as you mentioned, they made some great adjustments, and we really didn't respond to it very well. Um, we're a little bit different team, just different style than what we were a year ago, um, just based on quarterback play and personnel and, and things like that. So, uh, it'll be interesting. It's usually a chess match. I I did it with Randy Rebarger for many, many years, and now I'm doing it with Willie Thornton, and and uh, that's part of it. Um, you know, there's a lot of respect there, and, and obviously I've, I've known Willie for an awful lot of years, and I think he does a great job, and so we'll have, you know, great challenges on that side as well. That's comments from head coach Tom Wilson of Dowling Catholic before tonight's game between Dowling and Valley. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, John Chida will take a break. And we'll come back with the kickoff. But up up next, we will have our pregame prayer uh, tonight with uh, Father Reed Flood and, of course, the uh, 
Dr. Dan Ryan, the president of Dowling Catholic, will have uh, his opening uh, statement. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have kickoff from Valley Stadium. We're kicking off right at 7 o'clock tonight as there's no preliminary game. Mark Emmerdale, Matt Mandarin, John Chido, week two, set the kickoff after this break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School. Welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School football. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting football, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Reed Flood. Let us pray together for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition this evening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, We thank you for all your gifts. We ask that you bless all those involved in this athletic competition this evening. We ask that you keep them safe and that they show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Sebastian, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines as we get set for Dowling and Valley tonight as both teams are now on the field as we get set for kickoff on a very warm night. And uh, welcome back to the stadium. Mark Hemmedale, Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and uh, a very warm night as we mentioned as the uh, game time temperature, 86 degrees with the south wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour. And uh, b- both teams and uh, both benches are now in the shade, and that's a big positive, Matt, as we get closer to kickoff. Yeah, it's gonna. The temperature is gonna be perfect once we get going, and and uh, I don't think it's gonna be a factor in the game. The wind is blowing a little bit, but again, not enough to make it a factor to change the game too much. Maybe a little bit, but not. I, I mean, it's directly with the field, so one team's gonna be going directly into it, but it's not blowing that hard. I want to thank uh, Roman uh, Wilcom and of course his dad and Matt and uh, also Brady Grimm. Also, a big shout-out to uh, Greg Richwine. Does a great job of uh, keeping Iowa Catholic Radio on the air. Does a lot of duties with the transmitters and, and such. So all, all hats off to Greg as we have the coin toss going on now. Let's go down to John Chido on the field. And, uh, Johnny, what a crowd. I, I know the Dowling side is filled because we're looking at that as we speak. They're in the sun a little bit. But uh, what's the Valley side look like? Some some room over here if you're coming in late? Yeah, there's some room up top, but uh, the bottom bleachers are – completely packed in the middle middle top it's completely packed but to the left of your mark and to the right of you at the ends there you got a little bit of room but uh, people are still coming in well what's the what's the mood on the sideline john you're you have the privilege of being on the dowling sideline tonight and that's across from us on the east side here at uh, valley stadium what's the what's the electricity like similar to last week against kennedy or are they they amping up a notch oh it's amped up a notch and it's, that's expected with dowling and valley that i mean you have such a great rivalry and this game means so much to to the community and the kids and and it's very competitive and they're all all friends uh, you know 
so it, it a lot of kids know each other from from both sides and so it's all business you know you got that little little pop in your step today you can tell that and a little bit uh, more enthusiasm and, and things like that yeah that's true well keep us abreast john chido on the dowling sideline tonight want to thank our supporters of iowa catholic radio as they include catholic united financial klein electric skefton's formal wear along with the catholic tuition organization mercy one ashworth vision clinic construction professionals and dental associates and of course when the maroons get in the red zone it's presented by bozen the florist say more with bozen matt mandering you were keeping an eye on that well you were keeping an eye on the coin toss weren't you who, yeah. who won who deferred what what valley, happened valley's taking the ball so the maroons will kick off first and uh get that defense tested right away and see if they can get a three and out and see how the night progresses so valley will have the wind at their back. They will go left to right. They're wearing their, well, they didn't come out with their red uniforms like they did last week against the Southeast Polk. They're in their home black uniforms, white numbers, red trim and white helmets. Dowling in all white with the uh, maroon decal D on their helmets and the maroon numbers. Dowling will go right to left, and Maroons will kick off to start the contest, as we mentioned. That'll be Andrew Schumacher. We went five for five in extra points, one for one in field goals last week against Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Dowling 1-0 and Valley 0-1. Tigers losing here last Friday night to uh, Southeast Polk and Dowling beating Kennedy on Saturday. Run away, high end over end kick, and it is into the end zone. Touchback. There'll be no return by Isaiah Pinks, and the Valley Tigers, Matt Maindring, will have a first down at their own 20-yard line. So we're going to see that Valley offense against Dowling's defense. Yeah, we are. So it's going to be, you know, just what you would draw up. Schumacher got just enough of it, that little bit of wind behind him to get it across the goal line. And uh, and you take out the threat of a run back on the kickoff, and here we go. That big offensive line from Valley runs onto the field, and this is where it's all going to go, right down in those trenches. Test those sophomores early. Up front for Dowling sophomores, Ryan Bobo, Isaac, and Mason Beaver, the twins, and Keevy Ford. Those are the front four for Dowling linebackers. Hanton, Scigliano, Manning, and Smid. Corners are James and Kruger, and the safety is Frerichs. And a handoff on first down and getting the ball and getting slammed down right away is Damon Head. He is the first carry of the ball game. They try to run left, and there's a lot of people in white jerseys, Matt, two or three yards deep. They're going to be at be a two-yard loss, second and 12 for the Tigers. Kiwi Fort came off the left edge there untouched and chased it down. It's one of those plays where they leave him unblocked on the backside and, and hope that they can outrun him. But uh, Kiwi Fort chased it down for the two-yard loss. Great play by him, and they got him going backwards right away. Yeah, they sure do. The Valley offensive line, they are big. We'll introduce them here in a moment as the Tigers now with two tight ends, two receivers right. One to the left, and he goes in motion left to right. Here's the snap. Quarterback wants to throw. will run it. Slips a couple defenders. Is tripped up as he crosses the 21 up to the 22-yard line. And getting the start at quarterback is Caleb Jewell, number five for the Valley Tigers. He gets gets it up to about the 22-yard line, so he gets four of those yards back. He does, and a good play out there defensively. You know, they kept everything in front of him, and Zach Smith came up and made the stop from his uh, linebacker position as he spread out wide on that. They tried to spread the defense out, and uh, the Maroons reacted in the way that Coach Jack would expect. Three receivers to the left, one to the right for Valley. It's third down and nine for the Tigers from their own 21, 22-yard line. Back to throw Jewel. Throws into traffic, passes incomplete. 
broken up nicely by Dowling's Jacob Kruger, and he had a couple other white shirts in the vicinity that helped him out. Yeah, they're going to go test Jacob and see if um, Jaden McGregory can get a get a you know a step on him, whatever. But uh, Jake came in and broke that that curl route up right away, knocked the ball down. Great play by him, and Dowling gets a chance to get the football. So into punt. For Valley is their quarterback, and that is Caleb Jewell. He had six punts, averaged 32 and a half yards last week against Southeast Polk. He'll punt from his own 10-yard line. Dowling has twin safeties back deep, and that is uh, Trey Wilson. As we get a good snap, kind of a knuckleball punt, and spirally reception as Wilson has it at the Valley 48-yard line is where Dowling fair caught the ball with Trey Wilson. I think he had he was coached into that fair catch after last week. There, uh, Mark. I heard there was a conversation between father and son. I mean, <laughs> player and head coach, yeah. the Wilson family. Yeah. Maroons with the first down at the Valley 48, and let's go down to John Chido. Good, good job by the Dowling defense to start off, especially getting that uh, sack in the backfield on a running play, Johnny. Yeah, I was very impressed with that defensive line being able to spill everything to the linebackers, which that's what you need to do and cut off those uh, running lanes. Maroons with the first down at the 48. They're going to spread Valley out. Three receivers left, two to the right. Dante Cataldo at quarterback here. Drops back to pass, throws it out. It's complete on the near sideline right in front of the Valley bench at the uh, Trey Wilson with the catch. And they're going to spot him out at the 41 again at seven, it looks like. You know, that, you know, when Dowling goes empty, it was something that frustrated them last week or last year and uh, how um, Valley covered them. And so it's interesting that Tom came, Coach Wilson came out right away empty, which you wouldn't expect. Maroons will move the tight end to the left. Three receivers to the right. Dowling going right to left towards the north end zone. One back in the backfield. And that's Rashad Davis back to throws. Catali fires it out. It's caught. Slot receiver first down at the 20-yard line of Valley. Play goes for 21 yards. And they were really biting on the fake to Rashad Davis out of the backfield. And the Maroons found a big-time receiver there. Yeah, Hank Brown is right up the seam, and uh, he is wide open. To your point, Mark, you know, play action with Rashad Davis, all eyes go to him, and Hank Brown runs that seam route right behind the linebackers, and Cataldo hit him in stride. Dowling with the first down at the Valley 20. No score, just underway here at Valley Stadium. Dowling Valley. Here's a handoff, Rashad Davis, left side. Has some room, he broke through. Inside the 10-5, touchdown, Rashad Davis. He went to the uh, far side of the field uh, uh, when he was split out. And just slipped a tackle by the linebacker and scored. Davis from 20 yards out, and Dowling strikes first with 9.58 left in the first quarter, leading 6-0. You couldn't hope for anything better than what just happened right there on that series for Dowling Catholic as they moved the ball down the field, and Rashad gets one touch, one touchdown. And uh, But, boy, he had a lot of room to run. So now Dowling with the extra point. Andrew Schumacher, the uh, 5'9", senior, the hold by Jepson, and the kick is up, and it is good. Long snapper is Wyatt Jones, and Dowling leads 7-0 over Valley. 9.58 to go first quarter. We'll return to Valley Stadium after this one-minute break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Tuesday, September 19th at the Tea Room in downtown Des Moines, the Basilica Knights of Columbus invite all men to attend CORE, an evening of fellowship that aims to form and strengthen Catholic men in faith and virtue as missionary disciples. National Speaker Jessica Navin, the Spiritual Formation Manager for Focus, will provide a look at the interior life of lay Catholics, including principles of spiritual warfare for husbands and fathers. Doors open at 7.30 p.m. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. A message brought to you by the Basilica Knights of Columbus and the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Tegan Kavan from Dowling Catholic. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Kickoff by Dowling. The Maroons lead it 7-0 on a three-play, 48-yard drive. We'll go down to John Seidel. Seidel following the kickoff, and here is Schumacher, a high end over end kick, and he boots it deeper into the end zone. There'll be no return. Touchback, first and 10, Valley from their own 20-yard line. Dowling 7-0 over the Valley Tigers. Just under 10 minutes to play first quarter, and Johnny, two quick passes that were complete by Dante Cataldo to Trey Wilson and to Hank Brown and then Rashad Davis. The only carry, a three-play, 48-yard drive for the Maroons, very efficient. Yeah, and it started with field position. you got half the field to work with, and that's huge, especially with your opening series. You're not stuck deep in your territory. And then when you get matchups that, that you're looking for that you scouted in that first play, play call sheet, that's great for coaches and players when things go so well. And Dowling was able to capitalize on some of these matchups. They certainly were. Thank you, Johnny, for that report from the Dowling sideline. Packed house here at Valley Stadium on a warm night, 86 degrees. The temperature, the handoff on first down as uh, quarterback Caleb Jewell for the uh, Valley Tigers hands it off, and they hand it off to Damon Head, and he gets across the 20 up to about the 21-yard line. Tough going there, gain yeah. of one. Tough sledding on that left side of the Dowling defense there is, you know, the, the Beaver twins, Isaac and, and Mason, hold their ground, and Bobo. And, uh, you know, they tried to run to the short side of the field right there and no room for them behind that big offensive line. Quarterback for the Valley Tigers is Caleb Jewell, 6'1", 180-pound senior. He's backed up by a senior. Now they'll split, split three receivers left, one to the right. Back to throw Jewell. Looks over the middle, fires out, and he threw into traffic. Incomplete. The uh, number 80, the Jaden Brown, the tight end, was over there. But he had two or three defenders around him, and he threw right into coverage again. Yeah, and we got the quarterback, I believe, down on the field there. There is a flag on the play. Um, I didn't see. I was watching the the ball on that play. He overthrew the receiver, number 88, good coverage. And uh, after the play, or behind a, the play, something happened. Maybe Johnny has it. That was crown over. That was the intended receiver, the tight end, 6'4", 230, and a senior, not Brown for Valley. I mis- misspoke there, but, yeah, I didn't see that. And, uh, John, you got anything from – you're on the Dowling sideline, so you don't have the best angle. But... Well, of course, I'm at the opposite end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you are. Where everybody stands, but uh, legal man downfield, I didn't see anything after the fact. Of course, I had a bad angle. Well, the uh, penalty flag – or anything like that. Yeah, the flag's in the backfield, uh, right where the young man – is down, so I don't know yeah. if we may have a late hit on Dowling or not. Uh, the Bruins did get one sack last week against Cedar Rapids Kennedy, and that was an outstanding quarterback they played against, and he was tough to get to, but uh, they are really giving a lot of attention to the, the yeah. Valley quarterback, Caleb Jewell. We just mentioned 6'1 senior, and he was hit after the play or during the play. We're not quite sure. Dave Rittman's yeah. crew is the officials tonight, so we'll get an explanation. Hopefully the officials, Mike, is working and uh, they're going to help him off and he has a looks like a leg injury on his left side and he's being carried off by the training athletic training staff 
and couldn't couldn't tell what happened after the play and and uh, we'll see where we go from here. See if we could get the uh, referee's mic going here. Yeah, personal foul. Yeah, they called it on Keevy Ford. Okay, didn't hear the number because uh, his mic was breaking up. But uh, personal foul on Dowling, so that'll be a 15-yard penalty from. The the line of scrimmage, and it'll be first down Valley at the, their own 36-yard line by the time they walk this off. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Dental Associates. Alongside Matt Mandry, I'm Mark Amadale, along with uh, John Chido on the Dowling sideline as they get the uh, chains all set. And the young man, Jewel, being looked at, and the backup quarterback now, coming in for the uh, Valley Tigers, and that is Trevor Willett. He played the fourth quarter, 6'4", senior, 215 pounds, a little bit bigger. Handoff goes to the tailback, and that's Damon Head, and he gets uh, the best yardage so far tonight for Valley. Gets across the 40 up to the 43-yard line for a gain of seven. little inside trap play for Head, and he he springs through there and, and gets into the Dowling secondary, and uh, good gain for them as they move the ball forward here. Valley offensive line, Nolan Anderson, 6'5", 275 senior. He is the left tackle. Left guard is returning starter from last year, Derek Ellens. Ellens, a 6'2", 280-pound junior. Matthew Booth is the senior center at 6'2", 235. Ben Rickert, the right guard, 250 and a senior. And back to throw is Willett. Fires it out, and the pass is incomplete. And a little short pass to the left side didn't get open. And the right tackle for Valley, returning starter from last year, Bradlin Jenkins. Jenkins, a 6'4", 290-pound senior. And the tight end we mentioned, Crownover, who was the intended receiver on the play where uh, the starting quarterback got hurt. That was Jewel, but Willett incomplete there. He went out to the flats there, Dave, and they slipped Damon Head out into the flats. And Damon tripped up on his own feet there a little bit and, and uh, went down and the ball sailed over his head. So now you have third and short here for the Tigers. Valley with three receivers left, tight end on the right. Here's a snap. Will it a lateral pass? It's caught out of the backfield, and that is Darius Mason in there, and he's got the first down. I think you're going to mark him just a little bit short, Mark. I think it's going to be one yard short you know, when his knee went down. Knee went down at the 45, needed to get to the 46. That's where he landed, but you're right. They put it back. Fourth and one in decision time for the Valley Tigers and Gary Swenson, and he's going to bring in uh, Zach Schemper, the backup t- tight end. So they're going to go with the – they're going to go big here with two tight ends, and they're going to go for it from their own 45-yard line. Get those big guys in there toe-to-toe. Crowd coming to life here. Quarterback sneak by the big uh, backup quarterback, Trevor Willett, and looks it's like he may a, have. It's going to be a close spot, but I think they're going to give it to him. They're going to stop the clock and measure. Dowling thinks they held him. Valley thinks they got the first down. They're going to call it first down Valley. Yeah. Ooh. But where he put the ball down at, yeah, they might have. Anyway, 46-yard line needed a yard. We did, we we talk about this a lot, Mark. They don't come out and measure very often anymore. Not on the turf. lines are straight. Not on turf. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a first down, Valley. Dowling leading seven to nothing. Seven and a half minutes to go. First quarter from Valley Stadium. This is uh, Valley's second offensive possession of the night. And now here's Willett. And he gives it on a little end around inside action. And he turns the corner and running back up to midfield. Gain of four to bring up second and six for Valley at midfield as they are on the crisp of crossing the Dowling territory. 
Yeah, a little split split end reverse there for Valley, trying to mix things up and caught a little crease off right tackle uh, on the right side there and able to squeeze up in there for four yards. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you by Mercy One, along with Catholic Tuition Organization and, of course, Skeffington's Formal Wear. And I believe that was, again, Zach Smith on the stop as he was flown across on that play. So Willett under center, two receivers to the right, two tight ends and one back for Valley. Big formation. Handoff goes to the tailback, and that's back in there, Damon Head. He's just trying to find a seam, goes over right guard and tackle and gets it down to the 47-yard line, gain of three for the Tigers, and that's the first time Valley is in Dowling territory. They got a big push there from that front line, you know, and they, they go so big, 275, 280, 235, 250, and 290. Off that right side behind Reichert and Jenkins, they were able to pound that ball up in there. And Dowling did a good job of containing it and, and making the pile so that the linebackers could clean it up. All right, Willett at quarterback, transfer from Oskaloosa. He's got two receivers right, one to the left, and he moves the uh, wide receiver Brown in motion. Toss play right side. This is Mason trying to get outside, and he's out of bounds at the 45. May have gained two yards, and he'll bring up. Well, I think they're going to give that to him. He, he got to the edge and was able to squeeze up the sideline, and they're going to give him the extra yard there. Down to the 43, they sure the did. Down. Ran out of bounds right in front of us where the Valley uh, team is lined up. And just wondering where he went out of bounds. They spot him out at the 43 of Dowling. Gain a four for Mason. And they have that dynamic duel. Derek, Darius Mason, a 5'11", 220-pound junior. And Damon Head, a 5'11", 185-pound senior. Head last week had 10 carries, 46 yards. Mason last week had eight carries for 17 yards. They both scored a touchdown for the Tigers. First down Valley at the Dowling 43. And now penalty flags down. As they hand it off to Mason. Uh, I think they called timeout. And timeout. Called on the field. We'll take a one-minute break with 5.43 to go here in the first quarter. Dowling 7, Valley nothing on Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Got a question about the faith? Ask a priest. Email your question to contact at iowacatholicradio.com. Then tune in to the Catholic Morning Show Thursdays at 7.15 to hear the answer. Ask a priest. Thursdays only on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. And we're back here at Valley Stadium. Will it back to throw for Valley? He passes over the middle. The pass is dropped by Jaden McGregory. 
185-pound sophomore, transferred from Des Moines North, wearing number seven. He was on a crossing route underneath the linebacker's mat, incomplete, and that will bring up second and ten Valley as the line of scrimmage is the Dowling 43. That pass came out kind of hot, but I mean, it, it was one McGregor. You know, I'm sure he catches that nine times out of ten in practice and uh, doing that drag route across the middle and uh, incomplete and uh, second and long. And this is the first time in this drive that they've been second and long, so we'll see what Coach Swenson dials up here. Three receivers to the right for Valley as they go left to right, south to no- north to south here at Valley Stadium in the shade. One b- Receiver to the left. Willett, the backup quarterback in there for the injury to Jewel. Back to throw he goes. Fires it near side. Pass is caught. Out of bounds goes Noah Craycraft, who caught the pass right at the Dowling 37. A little comeback route on the um, left edge inside the numbers there. And uh, Jake Kruger keeping everything in front of him. So they get the six-yard gain and uh, six, seven-yard gain. Move it down to the 37-yard line, and we'll, we'll bring up third. And six. The timing there between um, Willett and his receivers has been pretty good here. So he must have been getting a decent amount of reps in practice. Yes, he must have. And uh, obviously want to get some good throws during warm-ups as he's in there in the second series. Two receivers left. And now the handoff goes to uh, the tailback. That's Damon Head. Goes over to the left side and makes his way down to the 28-yard line. And that is near a Valley first down. Uh, Valley Tigers, this is kind of exactly what they want to do is they want to sit there and and uh, consume some clock with this drive and get three, four yards at a pop. And they, right there, they get the first down on a play with head and, and uh, a good play in there, finishing it up. Matt Hanton comes up on the tackle on that play. So this will bring up first and ten for Valley. Five minutes, ten seconds remaining in the first quarter. Dowling leading seven to nothing. Valley now marching towards the red zone. Is there a at the Dowling 32. Tigers now put a man in motion. That is their big tight end crown over right to left. Willett back to throw. Has time. Stays in the pocket. Now wants to run and is hit and drop and falls forward down to near the 30-yard line. Let's see who they put his knee down. I'm going to say he's back at the line of scrimmage is where he was down. So no gain in the play and avoided the sack there. Yeah, good coverage downfield. And that time it was Ian Middleton chased him down. Ian came off the right edge and looped around and came in from behind and chased Willett down at the line of scrimmage. This is the 13th play of the Valley Drive that started just under 10 minutes. They've had the ball almost six minutes here, Matt. Uh, started at their own 20-yard line. So it's second and 10, Valley from the Dowling 32. Two receivers left, two tight ends in for Valley, and one back in the backfield. Will now has a rush. He's going to be sacked, sacked in the backfield. Dowling put uh, called the uh, blitz, and the linebacker came in, and uh, he is celebrating there, Matt. Yeah, that was Lucas Scigliano. Came through on the blitz and came pretty much untouched. Willett didn't have a chance, and that's a big loss here to put, give him a third and long situation. So that makes it third and 17. Great play by Luca. Coach Jack dialed up the blitz, and it got home. So a loss of seven on the play. It'll bring up third and 17 for Valley. They'll go with three receivers to the left. Their tight end is on the right. Willett. Holland signals, back to throw, now rolls to his right, has time, looking, looking. He's going to have to dump it off. Now he's going to be sacked out of bounds back at the Dowling 43. He just kept running with the football, and the Maroons kept chasing him, and Dylan Manning gets the sack out of bounds right in front of head coach Gary Swenson. He did, and great coverage downfield. Uh, Willett had all time to throw the football. He rolled out to the right. The offensive line had done its job, and Dylan Manning 
playing in kind of a spy position, waiting for someone to leak out of the backfield, and he came up and finished man, uh, will it off, and big play for the Maroons to get the punt. We're going to have a lot to talk about with Johnny here when we uh, change possession. This will be, that was the 14th play of the drive, and on the 15th play, they punt. <laughs> and about a seven-minute drive for Valid ends in a punt, and their punter is their quarterback, or was their quarterback, and now... Fair catch signal for by Dowling as it'll bounce right at the 15 and take a Dowling bounce up to the 20 and out of bounds. So their uh, punter is now their kicker, Rico Alavarenga, comes in as the backup punter and uh, punts it downfield. So Dowling leading 7 0. Maroons will have a first down right around the 20 yard line. John Chido, a lot to dissect, but more importantly, back to back sacks by the Maroon defense. Uh, Skigliano with the sack and Manning with the sack before the punt. Yeah, Coach uh, Jack dialed up a double blitz, double Mike Will blitz, and that was both Manning and Scigliano coming through both their gaps on each side of the ball. And it, uh, with the defense line getting penetration, the quarterback had nowhere to go. And then nice play by Dylan Manning there to force that fourth and long. And you said the 15 play of the drive. Yeah. I think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> when you have that many plays. Yeah, that many plays. Back to throw is Cataldo. Now a quarterback draw. Dante across the 25. Still on his feet and up to about the 27 or 8-yard line. So he picks up 8 yards on first down. And Cataldo with three receivers to the right really split the uh, Valley defense. And, of course, they're anticipating uh, Rashad Davis to get a lot of carries as he did last week when he had five touchdowns, four of them rushing. Yeah, it was a, you know, it was a called quarterback draw all the way. And uh, the blocking up front was outstanding and, and gave Dante a good alley to run through for the eight-yard gain. Second and two for the Maroons. Two receivers right, tied in on the left, and one back in the backfield with Cataldo, and that's Rashad Davis. He gets the handoff, slips through the uh, gap, the A gap right over the nose guard. He's got the first down, across the 35 to the 36, a pickup of eight. And I'll tell you what, Rashad, as we mentioned in the postgame show last week, talking to him, he waited for his lineman, and then he made his move. He did. He was just like he was dancing through, you know, like in those old, the old football practice fields where you had the ropes, and yes. you had to run through the ropes. That's exactly what, what Rashad was doing right there. He was dancing around bodies and found a little crease and got through it right there on that left side behind Rockers and behind um, Joe Freilich. First down, Dowling at their own 35. Dowling leads it 7 to nothing. 2.20 remaining first quarter. Handoff for Rashad Davis right over center. Still on his feet, pushing forward, and finally stood up at about the 42-yard line. He'll pick up seven yards. And again, Max Shelton over center. He gives up 100 pounds to the uh, nose tackle for uh, uh, Valley, and that's Ramaz uh, Naba. And uh, 6'2", 3'20 for Naba, and uh, Shelton at uh, 2'20". And... The Maroons get seven yards going right at him. Yeah, they do. That was a little misdirection play there. They bring Ian Milton off of that right flanker, uh, off the right you know, slot, and then he comes in and sets a trap and re- let Rashad slide up behind it. Second and three, Dowling. The Maroons have three receivers right, two tight ends. Back to throw, Cataldo being chased. He fires as he throws the pass. It's caught at the 40-yard line. Outstretched arms and a completion for the Maroons. Unbelievable, and I think that might have been Kerner or Hank Brown. We'll see. Is it that was Kerner's back? that was Kerner? You know, Kerner. He's he is a tall, lanky receiver, and Cataldo put it up there for him. And on the only the spot where Kerner could go get it, just a great play by great throw by Cataldo and a great play by Kerner because Cataldo was under duress. He was getting hit just as he released the football. So a 22-yard reception by Kerner and his first catch 
of the season. Matthew, a 6'1", 190-pound senior, gives Dowling a first down at the Valley 36. Minute and a half to go, first quarter. Dowling going into the uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour win out of the north. Back the throw is Cataldo fires it out. The pass is caught, first down, and that's Hank Brown inside the 15. And they're going to spot him down right about the uh, 14-yard line. A well-placed ball by Dante Cataldo that time. The Dowling quarterback had time. He did, and and they came out in trips left, and and Valley showed man coverage. And coach, you heard him talk in the pregame show about they see a lot of man. Well, they showed man. They left one guy, and one guy let Hank go, and Cataldo read it right away because Hank was the middle of the three, and uh, right in that seam route, wide open. The safety didn't have time to get over the top. First down, Dowling at the Valley 14. Back to back, 22 yard receptions by the Dowling receivers, Kerner and Brown. Here's Cataldo out of the shotgun, back to throw, fakes the handoff, and he's going to go down. And, and the ball, the ball got ground. loose, and I think Valley's got it. Dave Ritman, the referee, singles Valley football at the, eight, the 17 yard line. So the Maroons cough it up on the fumble as Cataldo was going down, the ball came loose. Yeah, he gets hit just as he's going to release on the, on the, out of the pocket running and uh, gets hit, and Cole Weibel, uh, number 50 for the Tigers, comes up with the football. So Valley with the first down at their own 12-yard line. First turnover of the season for Dowling Catholic, and it comes at 58 seconds left to go in the first quarter, and the Maroons leading 7-0. The Valley offense will come out, and uh, John Scheidel, tough break there for the Maroon offense as they were marching from their own 20 down to the Valley. 15. Yeah, it sure is a tough break, especially when you get it ball in the red zone and everything's clicking. And he had Cataldo felt pressure on both sides. And once that ball comes up, the defensive lineman did a nice job of chopping down at the ball and, and breaking it loose. And Valley on first down. Handoff goes to Damon Head around left tackle. Breaks free into the secondary, and he's near a first down. They're going to call it second and short as he crossed the 25 to the 26-yard line as the line of scrimmage was a 17. Yeah, they, they're starting to spread the Dowling defense out a little bit. And the one thing that Coach Swenson is doing tonight is he is running out and in, out and in. So he'll you know, try to run sweep, then he'll run a trap inside, run sweep, run a trap inside. And uh, that time they went to the edge and, and was able to get head loose. All right, McGrary is split out wide to the left as Valley goes left to right. Final 15 seconds of the first quarter. Handoff goes to the tailback, and he's got the first down. That's Damon Head on the uh, handoff from the, uh, the backup quarterback by the uh, Valley Tigers, Trevor Willett, number 10. That was a good job by Kenny James coming up from his corner position and uh, getting the ankle of, of Damon Head to present a, to present a bigger run and uh, gets the stop. And that'll be the final play of the first quarter as we come to the end of the first quarter here at Valley State in the matchup of West Des Moines. Dowling leading 7-0 over Valley alongside Matt Maynard. I'm Mark Amadale, John Scheidel along tonight, and we'll take a break and come back here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515-223-1150 or email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Iowa Catholic Radio needs you. Whether it's assisting with events, answering the phone, being a parish ambassador, or simply a commitment to pray, Iowa Catholic Radio depends on you to help connect listeners to Christ. Email contact at iowacatholicradio.com to get involved. Back here at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Beautiful night. Game time temperature, 86 degrees. Humidity at 37%. And a south wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour. So Valley with the wind at their back here in this uh, second quarter. Dowling 7, Valley nothing. Mark Emmerdale, Matt Mandring, John Chato. We'll try to get down to Johnny here uh, momentarily as Valley's offense on the field. And they have a first and 10 from their own 29-yard line as the Tigers take over from their own 17 off the uh, Cataldo sack and fumble as they got to the Dowling quarterback. And now Willett handoff goes to Mason left side and penalty flag down. Mason across the 30 up to about the 33-yard line. He'll gain four, but a flag down. He shows a little more balance and quickness in there and exploded through there. And it was a good tackle. I think, I believe that was, again, Zach Smith coming up and making that tackle. Um, But there is a flag down where you think it would be holding. Got a veteran crew here. Dave Rittman and his crew are uh, the top officials here in the state holding against a microphone breaking up, but it's against Valley, so that'll be a holding call from the spot of the hold. That'll be 10 yards. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Skeffington's Formal Wear, Klein Electric, and Catholic United Financial. Uh, pushes the ball back inside the 20 down to the 19-yard line, Matt, so... You know, Valley hasn't come up with big plays. They have big play receivers. Uh, they're missing their best receiver, Zay Robinson, out with the year with a torn labor and just had surgery the other day, and he'll miss six months of athletics. So here's a little screen pass. The that's ball a, that's a live football. And they're going to say incomplete. Oh. Dave Rittman said he didn't have possession of the football long enough. And if you were on the sidelines, you might be arguing that. Right? I would. Well, I would be saying a backwards pass. I mean, that, that pass oh, looked like a lateral pass, and so that's why it really looked like a live football. And uh, that's what the Dowling staff was saying, too, because it's a flat pass coming out of the backfield, and the running back loops back a little bit, but the, the line judge is right on it, so he could see it, that the pass must have been enough flat Correct. with the line of scrimmage. It, it, it was enough a lateral or yeah. no, uh, Not backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So it's second and 20 now for Valley, back on their own 19-yard line. Fishley ruled incomplete. Mason looked like he caught it, then dropped it, and uh, didn't have possession, says the referee. Good call. Here's a pass. It's intercepted by the Maroons, stepping in front of the play as a Dowling defender. And the Maroons got an interception or not. Are they going to call it that? They're going to call it incomplete. Yeah, Kenny James. Was had it right on the track, had that ball trapped right on the ground and uh, jumped the route. He jumped the route. The ball was a little late coming out, and uh, Kenny was able to jump into it and just short. Incomplete. Stops the clock with 11.30 left to go. Second I, quarter, Dowling leading 7 0. You know, last week Kenny ran off after making a play and was it was a third down play. I think he just ran all the way to the sidelines he and it came back on now. <laughs> he, he thought it was fourth down. It's third and 20, Valley at their own 19. And now the handoff goes to the tailback, head back in there, gets across the 30, and he may have picked up the first down. He did across no, the th- – No, no, he's uh, that, or, that's oh, the first. Check step. that. That's the first yeah. <laughs> first down. He's got to get up to the 39, and he'll be shy to bring up fourth down for Valley at the own 31-yard line. Nice gain that time to 12 yards by head, but Valley will have to punt. It'll bring up fourth down and eight. 
And this is uh, the, you know, the young man who is doing the punting right now because the quarterback was the punter for Valley, and he's hurt. Caleb Jewell went out in the second series. So uh, Rico Alvarenga, who does all the, pun- or all the place kicking and kickoffs, is the backup punter. Now he's thrusting the action. Here's a snap, and he gets it away. High, short kick. It'll bounce right around midfield. Takes a valley Whoa. bounce inside the 40, inside the 30, out of bounds at the Dowling 28. And that's where the Maroons will take over first and 10 from their own 28-yard line with 10.38 remaining here in the second quarter. Dowling with the lead 7 and nothing. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline. We haven't heard from him too much tonight. Let's hear from him now. John Chido, take it away. Get us caught up. You know, Mark, it was almost a first down call, but you had the wrong one. I see your eyesight after 42 years is oh, a little, just, little shaky, but uh, oh, here we go. You, you still got it. You still got it. <laughs> you know, I stayed away from the eighth grade pro- football coach <laughs> yeah, and staff, uh, all right. uh, and yeah. I stayed away from the uniforms, but you're going to bring that out here eventually, <laughs> you, b- both of you. Uh, I, I, I'm, I didn't say anything. Uh, I know you didn't, Matt. <laughs> First down, Dowling, from their own 28. They go left to right. They'll have be going into the wind here. As it's out of the south, 10 to 15. Cataldo back throw, fires out, has a man open. It's caught. Nice catch that time, and that is Hank Brown with it. And he's got some room trying to get outside. He may have got the first down he did up to the 40-yard line. I think that was Brown. He and Kerner line up in the same spot. Yeah, I believe that was Brown as well. And he caught the ball and put a move on and uh, was able to shake free and good good adjustment. Yards after catch right there for him as he – accelerated for the first down well gain to 12 but the yards after catch was more like uh maybe five to six more as you mentioned so first down dowling from their own 40 two receivers to the right tight ends on the right for dowling and uh, pistol formation now in motion goes rashad davis they'll hand it off to well you call it a fullback can you call it a fullback he's up the middle and following the center shelton he gets up to the 45 they actually put Ian Middleton in motion there, and Rashad Davis was the up back, and he's the one that got the little handoff inside. Ah, you're exactly right. Middleton lined up as tailback, and Rashad up the gut. And he gets it up to the 44. They'll spot his knee down. Gain of four. Maroons will take what they give him. Second and six, Dowling. Nine and a half minutes to go here in the second quarter. Seven to nothing, Dowling. Maroons scoring. On their first possession, they go three plays, 48 yards after a short punt. And Rashad Davis, a 20-yard run for a touchdown, extra point by Schumacher. Redowling with the ball, and they're trying to get outside as the flanker and getting a first down out of bounds. The ball is loose, but they say he was down. That's Rashad, Rashad Davis. Davis. Yeah. And so they lined up in that trips formation and uh, in that man-to-man coverage. And then they leak the running back out, and it's just a, basically a long handoff to Rashad out there. And uh, he had no right of making a first down right there, and uh, he was able to shake free and, and squirt forward for a few yards. Seven-yard gain for Rashad. Gets it down to the Valley 49. First down, Dowling. 9.15 to go for second quarter. 7 to nothing maroon. Here's a snap. Cataldo looks right. Now scampers to his left, looking, looking, looking. He's going to run with it. Out of bounds he goes. Takes a safe route as he had the uh, linebacker for Valley on his tail and runs it out of bounds for a gain of two down to the Tiger 47. Good decision there on just eating that one and, and taking a couple yards forward. because And the line did a good job of collapsing the side, but, uh, you know, Dante was left at the short side of the field, so he didn't have much room to work there and did the right thing in not forcing it down the field. So to bring up second and eight, Dowling. 
Maroons. The Maroons have the ball at the Valley 47. This time three receivers split out right for the Maroons. Tight end on the left. Cataldo play action. Fires over the middle. He's got a man wide open oh. and an over-the-shoulder catch. Incomplete as he had his man open but couldn't come up with the football. That was Jake Scow. And uh, he was so open, but the ball floated a little bit and went over his other shoulder. And that's such a hard adjustment for the receiver because it went, you know, he's looking over his left shoulder for the football and the ball trailed back to his right. And uh, the, either the receiver should have ran a little more of a post and not and not have run it to the corner quite as much or if that's what Dante was expecting. But he was open. Yeah, he switched shoulders and uh, incomplete. Back to throw Cataldo on third and eight. Fires it over the middle again. He's looking for a man. He overthrew him incomplete. Tended receiver that time was Hank Brown. And he was wide open. And, of course, Cataldo's throwing into that uh, 10 to 15 mile an hour win. And can have a little bit of a gust, but nonetheless, back-to-back incompletions brings up fourth and eight for Dowling. And a reminder to our listeners at halftime, as we're radio only tonight, uh, we're going to catch up with the Director of Enrollment Management. The Director of Enrollment, Matt, you know her, Alicia Hilligus, will join us at halftime to talk about enrollment at Dowling. Yeah, she's joined our staff here in the last couple of years, and Alicia Hilligus does a really good job for us and is a ball of fire. All right, fourth down for the Maroons, and Dowling will punt, and that'll be Zach Smith. Had one punt last week for 38-yard. Good snap, good kick, gets it away. And Valley fair catch signal at the 13-yard line. That's where the Tigers will start. First and 10 from their own 13 with 8.48 remaining. Second quarter, and Dowling leading 7-0. A low-scoring Dowling Valley game. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline. Across the field we go to John Chido. Yeah, I I think uh, Dante Catella wants a couple of those back. Uh, Put a little bit of air on that last one. It's more of a, a drill shot and, and to get uh, Hank there because he's got receivers open. And the, the, the first one, the receiver just took a, a little bit of an inside angle there at the end, and the ball was a little bit short, thrown outside. And, and you just want to get that connection. I think they'll, they'll get it once they settle down. But, man, you, you have these nice drops when you need to, to to be able to put points on the board. All right, Valley with the uh, first down. Trevor Willett at quarterback. And the handoff goes to his tailback and hit and drop. Line of scrimmage was a 13, and it'll remain the 13-yard line as they gave it to either, I think it was Head that time, Damon Head, and no gain on the play. No room on that left side with Keevy Ford there, and, and uh, Dowling up 7-0 right now. They're kind of looking at it going, we, we, we've, left two, we've left two drives on the field right now, the turnover and then the, lo- the lost opportunities there with those two balls. Second, drive. Yeah, second and ten, Valley. Two receiver, three receivers to the left, one to the right. Valley going right to left, south to north. Will it? Little screen pass underneath. They got head, and he's trying to find his wall of blockers, and he runs into him right about the 20-yard line. They're going to spot him at the 19 for a gain of six. So well-developed play, but well-covered by Dowling. The screen passes can sometimes loosen up that uh, – the, the speedsters, and you get a wall of blockers in front of them, you're in trouble. Right. I, I agree, Mark. You're exactly right. It was set up great, and uh, the Dowling secondary rallied to the football in a hurry to limit that from a big play. That could have been a big play. So to bring up third and four for Valley. Tigers have two timeouts remaining. Dowling has three as we have 7.30 left to go. First half, 7 or nothing Dowling, and now Willett fakes the handoff, rolls to his left. Rolls to his left, hit as he throws it, and he overthrows everybody. Incomplete, dangerous pass. Closest receiver was a Dowling 
safety Nick Frerickson. Willett takes a shot, and he bounces up. It'll bring up fourth and four for the Tigers. All right, Dylan Manning just was the spy in that situation right there. He's in his own coverage, and he's just floating through that, that middle of that secondary, sees Willett release, and just shot like an arrow right at him and, and uh, hit him just as he released the ball. So Rico Alvarenga will come in to punt. The 5'9", 160-pound senior stands back at his own five-yard line. Twin safeties back for Dowling Catholic. That being Matthew Kerner and Trey Wilson. They stand about midfield. Good snap. Alvarenga gets it away, a high end-over-end kick, and that'll send Kerner back to the 40 of, Val, of Dowling, and he has the ball stripped out of his hands, and a Tigers got it at the 45. Kerner had a return left. Right before he was hit, he had the ball stripped from him, and the second Val Dowling turnover has happened, and the Tigers have it at the Dowling 42. Yeah, Valley's able to flip the field here on the turnover, and a big momentum shift, and again, Dowling only up 7-0, and it just doesn't feel like that. And and uh, the mistakes that we that you know Dowling didn't have last week, you're starting to see some of them this week as they um, struggle in this first half. Ball beyond the 42-yard line. Valley with the first down. Tough break there. A nice job by the Dowling defense, uh, John Chido. And now they got to go back out there. Yeah, the defense for Dowling's been on the field for a long time. I mean, especially after that 15th drive. You know, now you've had two uh, crucial uh, fumbles, and it's allowing Valley to stick around and now flip the field position, Mark. Uh, I mean, Valley's been starting with, with their back to their own end zone the last couple of times. Now they're able to get on the other side of the 50 uh, in their favor, and uh, let's see what they can do here. False start on Valley as a penalty will set him back in. Five yards back to the 48-yard line. Make that the 47. But the Tigers now with two timeouts trying to take advantage of the second Dowling turnover here, Matt. Yeah, and, you know, on the Dowling defense, outside of that 15-yard drive, have done a really good job of holding Valley at bay. And uh, here, you know, Valley helped them out with an off with a, uh, a motion penalty to make first and 15. Tigers with uh, one back offense, and now Willett gets the hand. <laughs> Fumbles the snap, picks it up, and hands it off the tailback, and he gets it down to the Dowling 45, maybe the 44 for a gain of three. It'll bring up second down and long for the Tigers, who are already facing a first and 15 off the penalty. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was uh, Damon Head on that one or if it was Darius Mason in on this series. Yeah, they all alternate back sometimes uh, during the series. So That was Damon Head on that run, and he had a nice cut inside, but the Dowling defense... Did not give up many. Gain of three. Second and 12, Valley. Six and a half minutes to go here in the second quarter. Dowling with a 7 nothing lead, but Valley across midfield. Now Willett back to throw. Fires out. It's caught by the big tight end. Crown over. He's got the first down inside the Dowling 30, all the way down the maroon 27-yard line. He got released up the middle. No one picked him up at all, and Crown over wide open in that uh, seam, and uh, Willett hit him right in stride and a big gain for him as Matt Hanton took him down. So a 16-yard reception, first down, Valley. They'll send out two receivers, McGregory at the top of the formation, three receivers right, tied in the left, one back in the backfield. Willett, the handoff goes to head, and he gets across the 20, breaks the tackle inside the 20, and he puts his head down and gets a first down at the Dowling 16-yard line. Or close to a first down, let's see. 
Yeah, you're seeing a little bit of wear in this defense now. They've been out there, as Johnny said, quite a bit in this first half. And uh, right now, the the Valley offensive line, all that all that weight with Anderson 275, Ellens 280, Booth 235, and Rickert 250, Jenkins 290, has taken its toll. McGregory and Craycraft split out wide right for Valley as they go right to left towards the north end zone. One back in the backfield. That's Mason. He gets the handoff, and he's hit and wrapped up, and he breaks the tackle. Still on his feet. He may go if he can get out of the backfield, and he can't. Now wrestle down at the 20, so he'll lose four. But Mason broke several tackles. And I'll tell you what, how strong that young man is. Mason, a 5'11", 220-pound junior, almost had wide open field, yeah, but did. it converged by the Dowling defense, he fortunately. Did. He did a he <laughs> kept his feet. He's a load. You know, the thing about him is, you know, he's 5'11", but he's 220. And uh, with that lower center of gravity, he is just a load to bring down. you got to get both arms on him. Keevy Ford had his hands on him, but a good job of the backside defense staying home and making a play. All right, Jaden Brown and Noah Craycraft spelled out wide right for Valley. Pistol formation. That's quarterback is Trevor Willett. He wears number 10, the backup. And now he fumbles the snap, and he's going to fall on the ball back at the Dowling 29-yard line. So a loss of 10. And that will bring up third and 23 for the Tigers at the Dowling 29. And I don't know how good uh, Valley's kicker is here because that goes into the decision-making of Coach Swenson right now. Do you go for, you know, you try to get 10 yards, get yourself in position for a 37-yard field goal, or you're going to gamble and, and throw it down the field. Valley breaks the huddle, 4.14 to go here in the second quarter. Tigers have two timeouts remaining, Dowling three. Two receivers right, one to the left. Valley with a third and 22 from the Dowling 29. Willett at quarterback. Trevor back to throw, looks right, fires it downfield, and the pass is tipped and incomplete as he tried to hit Jaden Brown on a quick slant from the right side and did not hook up with him. No, and exactly what I kind of thought would happen is they tried to do that seam route again up the middle and uh, put, him in, put them in field goal position if he was going to catch it because the coverage was there. Um, but fourth and a bunch. And right now you're thinking as a coach, you know, you throw it down the field, it gets intercepted. It's, it's better than a punt if you don't have the field goal unit. You know, a punt doesn't do you any good right here. That's true. We'll keep it here as the Valley is this, oh, they're going to go for it. I thought Coach Swenson would call yeah. timeout and bring the field goal unit on or just, you know, think about it. He still may. Fourth down from the Dowling 29, fourth and 22. Back to throw is Willett. Under duress, now avoids the tackle. Still on his feet. Hit, and ball is loose at the 33, and Dowling's got it. They stripped the football from Willett. He got hit, and the Maroons recover it. And a big play that time for Dowling Catholic and Carter Smith on the re- on the recovery. Yeah, Carter was there to make the play, and it's one of those plays you get excited because it is a turnover, but it really didn't gain I mean, an incomplete pass, kept him at the line of scrimmage. As soon as you saw Willett take off, you knew he wasn't going to run to get to the first down marker, but a great play by the defense, great stand by the defense. Now it's the offensive's turn to get something done. So it'll be a first down for Dowling. We'll go down to John Scheidel here. Reminder, we'll go to Johnny at halftime. He'll have comments from head coach uh, Tom Wilson. And it's a first and 10 Dowling from their own 32-yard line, 349 remaining here in the second quarter. Maroons lead at 7 nothing. pistol formation. Maroons with one receiver. That's Hank Brown in motion, slot left. Here's the snap. Rashad Davis gets the handoff, makes a move at the 35, still on his feet, and Valley trying to wrap him up, and they finally do at the 35. 
Good effort by Rashad. Great defense that time as Valley stood him up and then waited for help. And the Valley defense makes a stop for after a three-yard gain on Rashad Davis. Yeah, they did a good job of rallying to the football right there as, as Rashad was out there trying to find another little seam and a little window to run through. And uh, Dowling not really picking up the pace too much yet. Rockers, Freilach, Shelton, Agos, and Seymour, the front uh, offensive line for Dowling. Tied in is Lifegirt. Quarterback is Dante Cataldo. He has Wilson in motion. Trey goes in motion, slot left, fires the ball out, and it is incomplete. Wilson was the intended receiver, and he just couldn't hook up with Dante that time, couldn't handle the pass, and will bring up third and seven for the Maroons at their own 35. That ball came out hot. Cataldo saw him right away and threw it on the line and, and – uh, Trey just got his hands turned around on that thing and, and couldn't bring it in. Three minutes to play here in the first half. Dowling now getting different personnel in. They'll bring in Curtis Horace, number three, at the bottom of the uh, field here to our near side. Two tight ends and three receivers left. Back to throw Cataldo. Rolls to his left. Fires, and he overthrows his intended receiver incomplete right at the Dowling 45 would have been good enough for a first down, but he overthrew him. Fourth and seven for the Maroons with under three minutes to play. Right now, the you know the Valley defense has got to be pretty happy with where they're at, and and especially only being down seven points, seven zero right now. They're going to get the ball back here with a chance to drive down the field and put some points on the board before half. Well, Smith in the punt for Dowling, and uh, back deep for the Tigers is Isaiah Pinks, number two, and Jaden McGregory, McGregory, the uh, transfer from Des Moines North, number seven. He's standing right around their own 33-yard line as Smith awaiting the snap from Wyatt Jones. Good snap. Smith gets it away. Low line drive. Spirals inside the 25 and uh, picked up there by the Tigers, and that's Isaiah Pinks. Near side return. He's finally knocked out of bounds. At the 43 of Valley, and that's where the Tigers will have it after the punt by the Maroons with 2.44 remaining in the first half. Dowling leading 7-0. Tigers with the first down right around their own 44-yard line. Let's go down to the Dowling sideline, and that is where John Chido is at. Johnny? Well, I think the storyline so far this first half is being able to capitalize and score points when you need to. Both sides, you know, had, had some turnovers, and then, you know, we talked about Dowling's defense being on the field for for quite a while. That kind of you put the rhythm of your offense, and and you kind of kind of I'm kind of seeing that. I don't know about you guys, that Dowling has kind of lost their rhythm and flow of their of their offense a little bit. Right, we've got a timeout on the field called by Dowling, so we'll keep it here with 2:44 remaining here in the second quarter. Dowling leading seven to nothing. Mark Amadil alongside Matt Mandering, John Chido. And tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you apart by Ashworth Vision Clinic along with construction professionals, dental associates, and Mercy One. And, uh, gentlemen, Johnny, we'll start with you. Uh, Dowling defense, you mentioned, been out there quite a bit. Uh, Maroons have turned the ball over twice tonight. That's very uncharacteristic. The fumble by Cataldo, the fumble by Kerner, and Valley has yet to capitalize. But the downside is the Dowling defense, who has played well, uh, has been out there quite a bit. Yeah, they have. And, 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 you know, the more plays you run as an offense, and Valley has sure run a lot of them, you kind of start feeling your rhythm and, and, and finding spots and, and, and uh, running lanes and stuff like that. And, and Valley's kind of went from the start of the game, everything in tight a little bit. And then Matt mentioned it. They're spreading things out. 
you talked about the screen passes and getting those running backs in space, and it's created a, a lot of good success for them, and then they, they turn the ball over a little bit. So, I know it's... Yeah, Johnny, you're cutting out in your mic there, just an FYI. So we'll resume action here as Valley's offense back on the field. That timeout was by Dowling. So both teams with two timeouts remaining. Valley from their own 45. The handoff goes to head. Damon around the left side, gets across and breaks a tackle across midfield, and he's down at the Dowling 48 for a gain of seven. They did a nice run on the left side there in between the hash and the numbers for head as he was able to, you know, move forward. Clock's running down 223, and you see Valley taking their time right now as they're content to just let this thing run down and make sure they get a first down here before they start to run downfield. All right, two receivers to the right, one to the left. Valley going right to left, south to north here at Valley Stadium. Wind at their back, handoff head, and he's hit at the line of scrimmage and bounces down to the Dowling 44 and a gain of four. So a nice run by head after he, the initial wall of defenders, and he pushes them back. And it'll be a first down. First down, yeah, Valley. First down, and, and Dylan Manning comes up in the hole and makes the stop just a yard too much there for the defense to give up. And now you might see Valley start to rush, you know, not to start to pick it up a little bit. Tigers with two receivers right, one to the left. Tied in on the left side, and the quarterback remains Trevor Willett. He came in in relief of Caleb Jewell, who was injured in the first half. Here's a little split screen and flanker screen incomplete. Tenant receiver that time was Jaden Brown. Had it well set up because he had uh, uh, receivers in front of him who were blocking, but he just couldn't handle the pass. Yeah, well-designed play, and he did have an opening there that as the ball went through his hands, I think he just peaked a little bit before he caught the football as the play was developed and, and set up accordingly. Minute 39 remaining here in the second quarter. Second and 10, Valley at the Dowling 43. Dowling 7, Valley nothing. Maroon scoring on their first possession of the contest, they go three plays and 48 yards. Davis on the on the touchdown, and now here's an end around to Craycraft, and he's hit. And they're going to stop forward progress. Whistles are blown, and he'll get up to back to the 49-yard line, and that is a six-yard loss of forward progress there on uh, the play there to Craycraft, uh, Matt. Yeah, they're, they're nice play there by the Dowling defense, and. Uh, um, they rallied to the football here to make it third and long, and now Valley is going to be content to sit here and just wind it down and say we're happy at 7-0. And if you remember the last time Valley had the ball, the quarterback uh, went back, Trevor Willett, and nobody was open, ran it, and he fumbled the football, and Dowling took over. So it's fourth and long, and the Tigers just uh, winding the clock down, play clock down to seven, game clock at 50 seconds, and they're going to take a timeout. So we'll take one with them. 45 seconds left to go here in the – First half, Dowling 7 0. We'll take a one minute break here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. The St. Anthony Golf Outing is Friday, September 8th at Blank Golf Course in Des Moines. Foursome and sponsorship opportunities are available with 100% of the proceeds supporting St. Anthony School and Parish. Visit iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you, St. Anthony's, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Father Dan Kirby from the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Right back here at Valley Stadium. Tigers on a third and 16 from their Dowling 49. They'll give the handoff to their tailback, and that is Damon Head. He crashes across the 45. Down to the Dowling 40, he'll pick up nine. It'll bring up fourth and long for the uh, Valley Tigers, and that was a pretty safe play there for Valley as they last time they went to pass, no one was open, and they fumbled the football, and this will bring up fourth down. Yeah, and I... Now they're just going to let it run down and take one shot at the end zone, I'm assuming, unless they think their field goal kicker can kick a 57-yarder, which I doubt. And uh, so they're going to take one shot at the end zone here on the Hail Mary as they let the clock run down inside of 10 seconds. Reminder, John Chida will catch up with uh, Dowling head coach Tom Wilson at halftime. We'll also have interviews following the ball game and, uh, with Coach Wilson. Dowling 7 to nothing over Valley, and one second remaining, and they're going to – That'll force the Tigers to punt. So if you have a punt return drawn up, and I'll go to the coaches here. Uh, well, Coach Maindring, Coach Chido, what, what do you do here? Fourth fourth down, one second remaining, and you think your punt returner might decide the first half or have the final play of the first half. What do you no. Think? No, they're going to go for it. They're, they're going yeah, to throw, throw it in the end zone. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They're going to take a shot at it here. You have nothing to lose. You'd throw it down in the end zone, so that's what will happen. Plus, if you get a penalty, you get another play, too, right? Right. Yeah. yeah be that, then you're talking, Johnny, an untimed down potential Yeah. if there is a penalty. This is one of those plays where, you know, as a defense, you, you practice this stuff. You just want to knock the ball down. Just yeah. knock it down. So this is like the Hail Mary at the end of a yep. game, but now the end of the first half. Let's see what Valley does. They've got one, two, three receivers split out wide right, one to the near side in front of us to the left. You can see Dowling's in a prevent defense. They got five guys, 10 yards, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. Right. No tight end and one back in the backfield for uh, Willett. Trevor Willett, the backup quarterback in relief of uh, Caleb Jewell. Back to throw Willett. He got a strong arm, throws in the end zone, and it is tipped and incomplete. And the half will end with uh, Dowling leading 7 to nothing over the Valley Tigers. But the Tigers had the ball quite a bit in that uh, second quarter. Maroon's guilty of two turnovers, a fumble by Cataldo and a fumble by Kerner on a punt return. But Valley unable to score. And let's get uh, John Chido in as he's going to catch up with the Dowling head football coach on the far sideline. That's Tom Wilson. And, Johnny, take it away. Well, Coach, uh, some turnovers that stopped from points being on the board and uh, uh, kind of got you yeah, the rhythm offensively. And, but overall, your thoughts on the first half? Well, obviously, we started out very well, but then, uh, you know, on the, on the sack and Dante fumble, we had Troy, Trey right open in the middle of the field. It was just a mistake blocking-wise, and uh, we're, we're hurting ourselves here, and it's a rivalry game. We've got to be able to finish drives. Thank you, Coach. All right. Uh, thank you, John, for that report from the Dowling sideline as the Maroons lead it 7 to nothing. And it's a real quick recap of scoring in the first half is, uh, I think uh, – our guy is back, uh, Jared Seifert, keeping the numbers here. You can toss the light on there. Uh, 
Wait, we'll wait for Mr. Seifert. He is back. Oh, yeah, I thought so. But uh, Dowling scoring on their first possession of the first half after uh, Valley had the, the ball and turned uh, punted to the Maroons. Maroons go three plays, 48 yards, capped off by a Rashad Davis 20-yard run. Andrew Schumacher's extra point put Dowling up 7 to nothing. That was 9.58 left to go in the first quarter, and there have been no scoring in the contest. Both teams uh, threatened, getting uh, somewhat deep in each other's field uh, territory, but uh, didn't come up with any scoring. So we're going to take a break here at halftime. We'll come back with our halftime guest. Hope you stay tuned for that. As, uh, oh, we do have Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Seifert. You're going to write a few things down? So the old app is done. They just, like, said, no, we're not doing anymore, so we're doing it through Okay. Our guys are fine. If you want to get the team stats is here. We'll start with team and then we'll go to the, the individual. So we're uh, we're getting a qu- crash course yeah. on the new uh, <laughs> huddle stat thing. We're going to take a break and come back. And uh, I thanks to our uh, board ops tonight as uh, Roman's back there. Uh, appreciate him, Brady Grimm, and of course uh, Matt Wilcom. Roman Wilcom on the board tonight. Halftime score from Valley Stadium. Dowling 7, Valley nothing. We'll take a two-minute break and return with our halftime stats and our halftime guests. Stay tuned as we will catch up with uh, Alicia Hilligus, the Director of Enrollment at Dowling here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is Roman Wilkham from the Basilica of St. John in the Diocese of Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. In the early church, many heresies popped up regarding the understanding of God and Jesus Christ. Some denied that Jesus was fully God, making him to be merely the greatest human being ever. Others denied that Jesus was fully human, making him some sort of spiritual deity. The Council of Ephesus was convened to deal with the Patriarch Nestorius' teaching that Jesus' human nature was divided from the divinity, denying that Jesus was a single united person, both fully God and man. To get his point across, Nestorius asserted that Mary was only the mother of the human Jesus, but not the mother of God. Council of Ephesus condemned Nestorius' teaching as heresy and proclaimed that Mary is indeed the Theotokos, which means God-bearer or mother of God. In properly understanding Mary, we safeguard the orthodox view of Jesus as no mere temporary human temple of the divine, but truly the second person of the Trinity from all eternity, who united himself to a fully human nature, true God and true man. The people of Ephesus ran through the streets in jubilation, for they loved Mary and supported the orthodox view of Christ. As Catholics, we know that true devotion to Mary secures the truth and leads us closer to Jesus. As at the wedding of Cana, Mary points us to her son and says, Do whatever he tells you. This is Greg Ewell for Faith Check. Hey, welcome back to Valley Stadium here in West Des Moines. Beautiful night for high school football, week number two. Dowling leading at halftime 7 nothing over the Valley Tigers. Mark Amadeo, Matt Mandering, John Chido on the sidelines. Uh, game time temperature was 86 degrees. South wind at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Humidity 
at 37%, so not a bad night to be out on a beautiful Friday night here in Central Iowa. Let's take a look at the first half statistics before we get to our guest. Uh, first downs in the contest, Valley with 14 first downs, Dowling with six rushing yards, Dowling seven rushes, 52 yards, Valley 22 rushes, 61 yards. Tigers average just under three yards a rush, Dowling averaging seven and a half yards a rush. And passing, Dowling, 6 out of 10 passing. That's Dante Cataldo, uh with no interceptions. Valley, 5 out of 14 passing, and that's their backup quarterback, Trevor Willett. Runes have passed for 89 yards. Valley has passed for 27 yards in the game. So the total yardage, Dowling with 141 yards in the first half. Valley with 88. Runes have turned the ball over twice. Valley has turned the ball over once. Dowling is 0 for 2 in third down conversions. The Tigers... Three out of nine in third down conversions. Valley just one of three in fourth down conversions. Valley has one sack. Dowling has two sacks for negative 11 yards. So let's look at some of the uh, team numbers. And now individually, Dante Cataldo for Dowling at quarterback. Six out of ten passing, 89 yards. Hank Brown, the leading receiver, three catches for 54 yards for the Maroons. Matt Kerner, one catch for 22 yards. Rashad Davis, one catch for seven yards. And Trey Wilson, one catch for six yards. Rashad Davis, five rushes, 42 yards. And Dante Cataldo, two carries for 10 yards. That's the Dowling offensive stats. For Valley, Trevor Willett at quarterback, four out of 12 passing for 23 yards. Leading receiver is Craycraft with one catch for 16 yards. And the leading ball carrier for Valley Damon Head, 13 carries, 65 yards. And Mason, four carries for 12 yards. So that's Mark, a look at after, some of the... after 42 years, you can't read my writing? What I is did. That? I, I did. know. That was pretty I good. I did. I, it looks just like a, a doctor's note or something, <laughs> you know. But uh, thank you, Matt, as we're still I do going. have some scores here. Go ahead. Uh, Johnston up on Cedar Falls, 14-7 at the half. Waukee um, up on Northwest, 17-7. Uh, Centennial is up on Ames, 28-0. And uh, Southeast Polk has taken it to Ankeny, 35-7 to at half. So, Yeah, that is a – well, we wonder what kind of – Ankeny, how they would respond after their upset win, if you will, and their battle of Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial. And, uh, they, you know, that's that a surprising score, but not surprising. And Well, Matt, uh, as we go to halftime here with Dowling leading 7 to nothing <laughs> over Valley, we're joined by the director of enrollment, at Dowling Catholic High School, and Alicia Hilligus. Uh, do you know her quite well? I met her, well, I was I was there for uh, what, what they call that mini school night and uh, I met think, her in the hallway. I think I gave did. you a jug, too. Yeah, you did. She, he also, uh, Alicia, crashed my daughter's last period. He knew I was in there and came in to uh, well, throw this principal's weight around. We got a discussion about uh, uniforms, and I, that's kind of a sore subject. Last Saturday night, I have not dove into that and everything's been good tonight so and your daughter's grace right my daughter's grace okay, yes and i know her she always gives me a friendly smile in the hallway so um she takes my, after her dad yeah i have a senior who graduated from holy trinity so oh she's, yes she's yeah. definitely a familiar face from holy trinity well alicia thanks for joining us first of all making it all the way up here pack night and you're here at Valley State. We think the view that Mr. Maynard and I have. It is beautiful, and I am enjoying the Valley Band. They are amazing. Uh, I wish I could be there listening to them, but they're doing a great job. Yes, they are. Yeah. Matt, you know this young lady. She's been uh, down the hall from you, I think, for a few years. Yeah, a couple years, I think. And, and 
want you to talk to the audience, Alicia, about how long you've been at Dowling and what your role is. Yes, yeah, so um, hello everybody. Thank you for having me, Mark, and congratulations on over 40 years of being the voice of Dowling Catholic. <laughs> this is my first time meeting you in person, but I feel like I know you. <laughs> I know you just from your voice. Thank you very much. Uh, very gracious. And that uh, I'm sure there was a staff meeting about this tonight, I've got a feeling. But uh, <laughs> no, thank you very much. It's, it's an honor, and I, uh, it's a privilege for me to be up here in this seat talking uh, on a beautiful night like this, and having you up here well, talking about you. how more people. I'm a Dowling yeah, grad in 1980. How people can enroll, and that's the whole point. Exactly. You're, at the, you're at the point of all that. Yeah, and uh, so I'm the director of enrollment, so I work with a team of um, two other uh, wonderful friends, uh, Mrs. Kelly Lynch and um, Haley Swartz. And we, it is our, um, our task to talk to families and just um, answer any questions that they have about Dowling Catholic, the, the enrollment process, um, why they should consider sending their, their student to, to our school. And I just really enjoy talking to families about a school that I love. I was a parent before I was an employee. Um, my son was at a track meet when he was a freshman. And that is how I met uh, a, a co-worker who said they're looking for someone in the admissions office. And at the time I was at Drake Law Admissions. And I said, you know, I applied because my son was having such a great time at Dowling. I said, I want to go there too and be part of that great community. And, and you have, and uh, I, I see there's a, a number 18, some kid named yes. Lucas Hilligus. Lucas Hilligus. Lucas Hilligus. Related uh, to you? Yes, that is my senior. I oh, also have a freshman. Congratulations. Um, so, you know, the, the football team is very important in our family. It has really taught the boys grit and perseverance and um, just hard work, dedication, sure. and also just friendship. Alicia, what, what is one of the most common questions you get when a family comes in for the first time? And what's one of the, you know, the question you get asked the most? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think sometimes uh, one of their main concerns is that um, maybe their, their student in middle school or elementary, they're coming from a middle school that may be smaller than, than Dowling. And so they, they um, feel a little bit concerned about that transition to high school. However, I think that they are very pleasantly surprised that uh, we are an incredibly welcoming community. Uh, we, you know, the faculty, the staff, they want to make sure that all of our students um, acclimate and know where they're going, that they're doing well in their classes, that they are um, growing in their faith. Um, they're growing as persons, as students. And, um, you know, I always get comments like, oh, my, my son is so happy. My daughter is so happy at Dowling. Yeah. Okay, so Mark talked about mini school night. Can mm -hmm. you explain what mini school night yes. is and what that does for the Dowling community? Absolutely. So that's a very, um, uh, a really strong uh, tradition at Dowling Catholic. I have never seen it at other schools, but basically you get to walk in your student's steps. For one evening, you go to their eight classes. You need to figure out where their classes are in the building, but we do have ambassadors that help you maneuver around um, our building. And it's great because you meet all the teachers. So this is only for parents. So all the parents meet the teachers. They learn about the teacher's backgrounds, what their student will be learning. Um, and so for me, it was wonderful to just meet all the teachers. And also you see all your friends. You meet parents that, are, um, in, that have children in your students' classes. I, I bumped into you in the hallway, yeah, Mark. I was um, running late, too, for class, exactly. and the so teacher found me. It's nice <laughs> that we get to, for one evening, understand 
what it's like to be in their shoes and know that it is challenging finding their classrooms and walking from class to class. We're at halftime here at Valley Stadium. Dowling leading Valley 7-0 in the football game. Our guest is Alicia, Alicia Hillegas, Director of Enrollment at uh, Dowling Catholic High School. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring conducting this interview and uh, yeah i was running late to classes when you have to go to the gym and then all the way up by the auditorium that's tough on a 60 year old guy and i i I did make it but barely they were almost in the second period by the time i got there but that was interesting and that was a great i learned a lot about the teachers the background as you mentioned as a parent very important and i I wonder why my daughter's happy when she comes home from school she's tired because she's out for cross country but she's happy I like that. Yeah, well, you know, I was talking to a new parent yesterday at the freshman uh, football game, um, which is very unfortunate. Uh, so I have my <laughs> freshman uh, in the football team. But the parent, he's new to Dowling. He's new to parochial schools. And he said, what, what are you guys doing at Dowling Catholic? My freshman does not want to come home. He tells me, pick, pick him, you know, like he goes to the volleyball games. He's participating in activities. That's great. He's happy being in school. And hearing that from a parent that um, is, is not Catholic, he, you know, this is very new to him. It was just great to hear that, that he loves that his son is enjoying being at our school. Tremendous culture, tremendous environment. Absolutely. Mr. Mainring and, the, and exactly. Dr. Ryan and all the administrative staff and the teachers do a great job. And, Matt, you, you are to be commended. I'm not saying that. I see that every day. And what uh, uh, Mrs. Hilligas said is, is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are fortunate, you know. And after uh, many school nights the other night, the comments I keep hearing was your teachers, they just show joy. I mean, they're happy to be there. They're really happy about what they're doing. They really show. And it really is, you know, the marriage that we try to create is finding people that are passionate about their curriculum and and then have a compassion for student learning. Uh, Elisa, you mentioned student ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you explain a little bit to uh, everybody out there what our student ambassador program is about? Yeah, so we have over a, a little bit over 100 student ambassadors. These are students that go through a very strenuous um, application process. They have There's an interview, letters of recommendation. Uh, this year they had to make a video. But these are students that have been uh, handpicked to represent everything that's um, the best of Downing Catholic. We have athletes, we have academics, we have uh, musicians. And so what they do is that they... Um, they represent us in different activities, whether it's an open house, uh, whether it's a visit to one of our parochial schools, whether it's giving a tour. And so they really um, share their experience with parents and, and give them the student's point of view of, um, of you know, what it's like to be a student at Dowling Catholic. So they are incredibly helpful in, in our task of um, recruiting students and just educating families about our school. You mentioned open house. Is there a date for November that? November 5th. November so 5th. We'll have the details on our website, but please, if you're interested, if you're curious, or if you just want to come and say hi to uh, Principal Manger or myself, come to our um, open house November 5th. Now, on that mini school night, as I mentioned earlier in my little speech, uh, my daughter's last class, the teacher kind of looked over my shoulder, and there was the principal. And I think he found my daughter's class schedule and wanted to talk to me, and I I have a few hours of jug left over way back in the 80s, and they've kind of forgiven that. I think I have, I'm, I'm accumulating that. How can I work that off in a respectful <laughs> way, uh, Alicia? Because I, I think that's going to happen. You know what? Any, any jug that you have ever received, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to cancel it right here. Um, you know, all the work that you do as the voice of Dowling Catholic football, uh, you know what? You no longer have to um, 
do any detention, Mark. Thank you very see, much. It took somebody from the enrollment office. He gets on TV one day and has a, you know has an interview and this little newscast thing, and then all of a sudden he gets everything absolved. He That's just, right. You, know. you are absolved of all well, your um, I, justice under God detentions. Yeah, thank you very much. Now, as I told the folks, this, this got on the cutting room floor. Four presidents, four athletic directors, four head football coaches in my 40-plus years at Dowling, and uh, it's all been great. But uh, always looking for a little bit more fun, and we always have it. But I got in a little bit of trouble last week in Cedar Rapids, got carried away uh -oh. in, in Lynn County, and thus the, the, the uh, administrator to my right, the mm. principal, Mr. Mandering, uh, that's, that was a sore subject. And, but Johnny's here tonight, and we're going to talk uh, eighth-grade football later. Yes. But, uh, Alicia, how can folks get a hold of you at Dowling? I know DowlingCatholic.org is the website. Uh, you have your phone number. Yes, yeah, so um, feel free to call me, 515-222-1045. If you have, you know, any uh, questions about our school, the application process, if you want to come in for a tour, um, we're happy to show you what we do every day. Um, like I said, I am a parent and, and an employee, and as a parent, I feel very blessed that my child is, uh, actually my two children this year, are in a um, school where where. Faith touches every aspect of, of their student life, um, the classroom, the, you know, athletics, activities. Um, so it, it is a community that is really uh, nurturing that faith formation, that personal uh, formation, that academic formation. And we have great leaders like Principal Mandarin, Dr. Arnold, shout out if you can hear me, um, Dr. Ryan. I mean, I just work with amazing leaders who um, – who also mentor me and encourage me to be the, the very best that I can be. And a shout-out to those student ambassadors yeah. who led us around on many school nights but who are there for those tours. The kids do a great job. Yeah. Who trains them? You're training, um, right? So not, not myself, uh, Mrs. Lynch. There you go. And then um, the senior and junior ambassadors. So, they, uh, so we offer leadership to those older um, ambassadors so that they can share their wisdom and everything that they learn with the younger. I, one more question before you go. Oftentimes we have students that want to shadow or families that want to shadow. How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So if you have an eighth grader that would like to come and uh, shadow one of our ninth graders, go to their classes, um, you know, go to lunch, kind of see uh, from the inside what um, going to Dowling Catholic is all about, um, just give us a call in the admissions office, and we'll make that happen. All right, that's 222-1045. That's 515-222-1045. Get a hold of Alicia Hillegas from the Director of Enrollment at Dowling Catholic or dowlingcatholic.org. Alicia, thank you. Great football you. game. It's going to yes. be a great second half. Yes. And uh, hopefully the, the Maroons can rally the troops. they got a 7 nothing lead, but you're playing Valley. Rivalry game. Great crowd. And thank you for being part thank of it. Thank you, Mark. You're thank welcome. Thank you, Mr. Mainderin. All right. We're going to take a break. Come back. 7 nothing Dowling. And we'll be back with the kickoff. We'll bring in John Chido following these messages on Iowa Catholic Radio. Explore Seven Mysteries of the Faith Unlocked by the Holy Eucharist, Thursday, October 19th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Joseph in Winterset. Catholic Answers staff apologist Joe Heschmeyer will show how a right understanding of the Eucharist is key for understanding both the New and Old Covenants, early Christianity, and your own spiritual life. Plus, view the Eucharistic Miracles of the World banner display. Don't miss Joe Heschmeyer, October 19th in Winterset. Register now at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Thank you for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know when you support Iowa Catholic Radio, you can make your donation go farther by asking your employer about matching gifts. Ask your employer about matching gifts and thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Valley Stadium, West Des Moines, as we're about ready to begin the second half with Dowling Catholic leading 7-0 over the Valley Tigers. Mark Amadil, Matt Mandering, John Chido, radio only tonight as the Maroons are 1-0 after the win last Saturday night over Cedar Rapids Kennedy, 38-21. Valley Tigers coming off a loss here at home to Southeast Polk. Tigers are 0-1, and all of a sudden, Matt Mandering, we've got a 7-0 halftime lead. We did all the talking at halftime. Appreciate Elisa Hillegas joined us from the enrollment office. But let's go down to John Chido. Johnny, get us caught up what's going on the Dowling sideline here at halftime. Well, I think that the, the talk is 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 there's a lot of opportunity to, to, to put points on the board and, and come away with only seven in the first half, especially when you had those opportunities, the opportunity in the red zone and, and moving the ball and then had those uh, turnovers. But, uh, you know, and then when your defense holds strong and, and Valley is in – their own end zone, you know, they're back to the 10-yard line and getting ready to uh, punt, and then we turn the ball over. That's another big missed opportunity because you're able to flip the field and have that short field. So I think offensively there's a lot of opportunities to, to capitalize, and, and turnovers and mistakes kind of limited that. And the Dowling defense has been playing really well. They've been on the field a lot, and uh, they forced some turnovers themselves. So... You know, Johnny, we found out last week when you were doing the post-game show with Coach Wilson, one of the questions uh, kind of alluded to his statement saying Maroons are going to have the first possession of the second half here. And last week, the only time Dowling went three and out and had to use their yeah. punter was on the first possession of the second half. That's Do you right. think something may have changed? And we're going to watch this as Dowling gets ready to receive the football. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. And, and I, you know, it's just the one thing you get nervous about is that too much urgency, you know trying to fight, trying to make things happen instead of letting it come to you. But you can tell the intensity level is a little bit different than last week. Um, and and be, like you said, getting the ball to start the second half, I, w- I would imagine that, you know, they're going to take some shots and, and do and things they saw in the first half they're going to try to capitalize on. Just like when you come out in that first drive. You know you know how it was, it was smooth. They went down the field, and it was boom, boom, boom. They put points on the board. So, I think you know, they need to get back to that rhythm offensively. All right. Thank you for that report, John. John Chido on the Dowling sideline, as he has been all night. Keep in mind, other games going on tonight. The Battle of Waukee, number five Waukee at Waukee Northwest. Second-ranked Southeast Polk at Ankeny. Ankeny ranked third this week. Fourth-ranked Johnson at Cedar Falls. Iowa City West at Urbandale. Eighth-ranked Indianola at third-ranked Norwalk in Class 4A. And those are just some of the scores. Matt, you guys, everybody caught up with some of those scores at halftime. We'll keep yeah. an eye on them as we progress. Underway, and here's the kickoff by Alvarenga. High end over end kick, and it goes to the end zone. Touchback. There'll be no return by Rashad Davis. And Dowling now with a first down and the first possession of the second half. They'll start, Matt, at their own 20-yard line, leading 7 to nothing. Yeah, with the way the first half went, you know, Valley's 
excited about where they're at because Dowling went down and scored in three plays on the first drive and just like you know this was Sunday you know a, a Thursday afternoon walkthrough and then it just got harder and harder and then they just got in their own way it, it feels like with the way the defense is playing one score here for the Dowling offense could could put some pressure on Valley that they don't want all right Dante Cataldo is the quarterback with the distance for Dowling handoff Rashad Davis left side Rashad trying to bounce it outside the numbers and is wrapped up at the 25. He'll gain five. It'll bring up second and five. A little read on that left side going out there behind Rockers and Freilich on that left side. And and uh, Rashad able to get out there, make one guy miss, and then get to the get a five-yard gain out of it. So Maroons now with a second down and five from their own five-yard line. Which in the offensive line, Kyle Rockers, Joe Freilich. Max Shelton center, Nate Agos the right guard, and Isaiah Seymour the right tackle, and now a little swing pass near side. Caught, but shy of the first down is Curtis Horace on the reception, trying to make something happen, and he's brought down, I believe it. Well, was it Horace or Zach was it Smith. Zach Smith yeah. with the reception? But up to the 22-yard line, loss of three. A little flare pass, flare pass out there that Valley was ready for on the wide side of the field and came up and, and made the loss. Maroons are now with third and eight from their own 22. Different personnel coming in here. They'll split out wide to the right. Curtis Horace, who is in there. One back in the backfield, and that is Rashad Davis. Two receivers left, tied into the left. Dowling left to right, defending the north end zone. Back to throw Cataldo. He's got some room across the 25. He's tripped up, and they're going to put his knee down at the 28. He'll be shy of the first down by two yards. He'll be just short, and uh, interesting yeah, they're going to punt. Going to bring up fourth down with the punting unit coming in. But, you know, well covered was the Dowling receivers by the Valley defense. Their secondary had everybody covered, and Dante took what they gave him, but he just wasn't able to get the first down. He needed a, actually needed a yard and a half. They're going to spot it at the 29. Very similar to the way they started against Kennedy last week and going to give Valley a shot on the, you know, with a shorter field right away. Tigers have... Uh, Isaiah Pinks and Jaden McGregory. McGregory, number seven, the transfer. And a high end of in kick by Dowling. And it's going to bounce out of bounds at the 35 of Valley. So a nice punt that time by Zach Smith. And the Valley Tigers will take over for the first time in the second half with 9.47 remaining first or third quarter, excuse me. It's Dowling seven, Valley nothing. Let's go down to John Chido and Johnny Maroon offense comes up a yard and a half short. Yeah, Mark. And, you know, I, I need to give more credit to Valley's defense. They they played a good ball game. You know, they're putting Dowling's offense in in tough situations. Uh, make that sec. You know, they had a good first down play. The second down play, Valley made a nice stop and moved them back. And and they were able to keep Dante in the pocket and scramble at the last minute and able to get him down short of that marker. So you got to credit uh, Valley's defense so far. Yeah, no question about it. And on first down, they hand it off, and that's Damon Head who. Has shared the tailback duties with Darius Mason, and Head gets the first half start. He also gets the second half start, tries to go around right in, and he's hit and dropped. And they're going to put the ball right at the, let's say he got about a yard up the 36-yard line, second and nine coming up. Tough going against the Dowling defense who have played well, but we've seen too much of them in that first half, Matt. Yeah, the defense right there did a really good job of spilling that, and what we mean by that is they stopped it up inside. It's a play designed to go inside. He tries to bounce it outside but they spill it back inside. Kenny James did chase him right back into Dylan Manning for the stop. All right, Trevor Willett at quarterback. 
And a handoff to the tailback, and that is, uh, again, head. And he goes right up the gut, and he's hit and dropped right about the 38-yard line, gain of two. So we'll bring up third and six for the Tigers. Yeah, Ryan Bobo there for the, the sophomore came up and found out, you know, Damon Head's tough to bring down you know, up high. <laughs> and he went up a little high on him, and he stopped him. He did get him stopped, but he's going to learn as he goes through. He's going to want to get his legs and make that a lot easier on himself. But a great play by Ryan Bobo. Uh, crashing from the backside to get the stop. Ball on the 38-yard line, third and seven valley. They're going to send three receivers to the right, tied in to the right. So that's the strong side. Back to throw is Willett. Looks right, now looks over the middle. Nobody open, now fires it over the middle, and the pass is overthrown incomplete. Tried to hit Craycraft on a crossing route, but he was well defended that time by the Dowling defense, led by Luca Scigliano. Uh, the Dowling defense secondary has done a really good job all night long, and, and Willard hasn't had many opportunities to find an open receiver downfield. And, you know, and it was, I believe he only completed two passes in that first half. And so the defense has done its job in keeping things in front of them. All right, back to punt is Alvarenga thrust into duty due to uh, Caleb Jewell, who was also their punter. He gets off a high end over end kick, and Kerner at his own 22. Stiff arms to tackle at the 30, still on his feet, and finally driven down at the 35-yard line. And that's where Dowling will have a first down. Not about a 15-yard return for Kerner. Again, this is his first game back after sitting out last week with an injury. And uh, he and Dante Cataldo had the two fumbles for Dowling in that first half. And now the Maroons for the first down at their own 35. Let's go down the Dowling sideline where John Chido is at. And, Johnny, we'll see if this offense can uh, pick it up a notch. Yeah, Mark, that was a great defensive stand there by, by the Dowling defense, uh, being able to force Valley's quarterback to flush the pocket and, and throw the ball on the run. And that, that when Dowling's defensive line is able to do that, you know, good things happen. you got to credit the secondary as well, keeping everybody in front of them like you mentioned. But now, you know, Dowling's going to have a good opportunity with field position, but I think, Mark, there's a penalty yeah. here. Yeah, they got holding on Dowling on the return. So the and return by Kerner to the 35 is going to be brought back. And that's a spot, spot foul. foul. All the way back inside the 15, down to the 12-yard line is what my man George Harwood, the, one of the officials tonight, spots Dowling. Yeah. So the Maroons deep in their own territory here, they, man. They marched off a lot of yards there, and Coach Wilson's asking for an explanation because the flag was down back over here. But they marked it down, a spot foul on the 18-yard line, or it must have been on the 22. It had to be. Yeah. It's a 10-yard spot foul, and the ball is right now on the 12, so it had to be the 22-yard yeah. line is where the hold was at. Nonetheless, first down Dowling at their own 12, leading 7-0, 8.07 to go. Third quarter, Dowling with the ball going north to south, left to right in front of us. Handoff for Shad Davis, finds a hole on the left side and gets across the 15 up near the 17-yard line and a gain of five. Rashad is averaging about four to five yards a carry. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, Mark, when you when we watched that last play is Coach Wilson might just say, we're going to grind one here, and uh, let's give the ball to Rashad and let him run. That time it was the, the handoff was to the left side again, Max Shelton, Fralick, and Rockers, and uh, they got a crease for him, and was Rashad got up there and got seven yards. And, you know, the thing they double-teamed right there. We haven't called his name very much tonight, Nava, and they double-teamed him on that last play. Yeah, he is a horse, and he's getting a lot of the, the reps. And now Cataldo out of the pistol, handoff Rashad Davis right side, tries to turn the corner, can't. And he's driven down at the 19-yard line, so he'll pick up two. But what started out as a quick opener closed immediately by that Valley black shirt defense as the Tigers in their black 
uniforms, white numbers, white helmets with the orange trim, white pants, dowling all white with the maroon decals on their white helmet. They ran that to the short side of the field right there with Rashad and, and uh, Valley defense did rallied to it really well and uh, didn't allow many cutback lanes. That That's kind of a stretch play right there where they're trying to find a spot where they can cut him back, but nothing was there. All right, Horace. They split out wide right, three receivers left, five receiver route, no tight ends, nobody in the backfield. Cataldo back to throw, blitzes on. Dante avoids one tackle, rolls to his left, looking downfield, fires it out, and the pass is intercepted. Oh. Intercepted by Valley at the Dowling 25-yard line. Tigers come away with the third turnover of the night, and that was huge. That's a big play right there. Dante got loose, and he had a guy over the top, and I thought he was going to flip it over the top to him. Uh, Will Leifker was a little was released a little bit deeper, but he went to the middle guy, and uh, I believe it was Isaiah Pinks was able to run underneath and pick that off. So Pinks with the interception, no return on it. Valley with the first down at the Dowling, 26. And John Chido, that was not a good play that time on third down for the Maroons. No, it sure wasn't. And Valley sent the, the outside linebacker on, on an outside blitz. Uh, and he had a straight shot at, at Cataldo. He was able to flush the pocket there, and he had, like like Matt said, had the guy open, but nice uh, job jumping the route by Pinks. Pistol formation, a handoff to head, and he's swallowed up by the Dowling interior line. No gain of the play. They bring up second down 10 for Valley at the 26-yard line, and again, the Dowling defense, you know, backed up, but the Maroons have pitched the shutout thus far. 7-0 Dowling, 6-15 remaining here in the third quarter. On a beautiful night at Valley Stadium, game time temperature was 86 degrees. And now that the sun has set, it's gotten cooler, and the wind has uh, stayed out of the south. So the Valley with the wind at their back here. That was Will Ringwelski there on the stop as that second group is in now in that defensive front. All right, here is the uh, Valley quarterback, Will, it back to throw, throws towards the end zone, and he overthrew everybody incomplete. He was looking for his receiver, Jaden McGregory, the transfer from Des Moines North, but he was one-on-one with the Dowling defender, and that's Jacob uh, Kruger. And we saw that a lot last week as Kruger was assigned the Kennedy number one receiver. Yeah, Jake's going to get the number one guy on the team every time. And, and uh, right there, he didn't give him any room. He didn't let him press him inside didn't, and didn't give up any ground inside the numbers and kept him, kept him in the corner and uh, makes a small window for the receiver. So it is third down in 10 Valley at the Dowling 26. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, tied in on the right for Valley. Here's Willett, long snap, stays in the shotgun, shotgun in the pocket, and he overthrows, leads his receiver too far, incomplete to Noah Craycraft. That'll stop the clock with 5.46 to go and bring up fourth down for Valley from the Dowling 26, and this would be this is interesting, over a 40-yard field goal, yeah. and the kicker is in there. Alvarenga will attempt a field goal, and I think it's going to be right at 41 or 2 yards. Yeah, well, let's see where he... I think it's going to be about a 43-yarder once he puts the block down. Yeah, yeah 40, 44, right. 44 yards. Yeah, it's right between the three and the four. So the Tigers now, the holder, the long snapper is their linebacker, Theron Castle, and the holder is Dante Sharada. The kick is down and up, and it is no good. No good. So And, and again, remember, in high school football, the, the thing there for Swenson is, is it's not there's not much of a gamble because the ball goes, goes back, back to the 20-yard yeah. line. And yes. so it, it's not a line of scrimmage thing like it is at the upper levels. 
Well, John, as we go down to Johnny, uh, Johnny Chidal, seven to nothing Dowling. The field goal, forty-three yards, no good, and the Dowling defense once again holds. Yeah, they're 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 having a game, and you know they've been put in tough situations, and they keep keep on uh, stepping up and, and getting the job done. But you can't let this Valley team hang around and have too many opportunities because. Um, that could come back and hurt the Maroons. All right, and on first down, Rashad Davis gets the handoff, and he just kind of waits for his offensive line, turns the corner upfield from the 20, and they're going to spot it at the 21-yard line as Tigers just strung Davis out for a gain of one. They did. That front that front three, that front four for Valley, Stinson at 245, Naba at 340, Weibel at 225, and Horn at 200. Did a good job there of just standing up that offensive line and, and stringing that thing out and let the linebackers plug it up. No room for Davis to run. The linebackers, Van Arkel, Castle, and uh, Dacey for Valley. Corners are Olsen and Pinks. And now the handoff once again up the middle. Maroons move the pile up to about the 24-yard line. But that's where it, it's getting sticky. Going to bring up third and six for the Maroons from their own 24, carried by Rashad for about three. Here's where they... They're going to bring in a different package here defensively. Two on. There's two off. I was going to say. They, and so they get a little more of a pass package in here defensively as Dowling's got a third and long. And uh, th- th- there's, this offense has got to get into the rhythm, back into that rhythm and find it here. Run scored on their first possession. Three plays and 48 yards on the first Offensive possession of the game. That was in the third quarter, and that was first quarter. That was it. And now here's Cataldo back to throw. Fires the ball, and it's caught, but shy of the first down. No gain of the play as he dumped it off. Hank Brown on the reception, but no gain on the play. It'll bring up fourth and six for Dowling from their own 24. The secondary rallied there really well and was able to cut that off right away. The, the, the design of that play is to get Hank the ball and let him shake one guy and get up and get a first down, but there was no room there at all. So Valley will have twin safeties back on the return. That'll be Isaiah Pinks, number two, and Jaden McGregory, number seven. They'll stand back at their own 42-yard line. Punting it away for Dowling will be Zach Smith. The snapper is Wyatt Jones. Good snap, and Smith gets it away. And the kick is returned by Valley, and that is Pinks across the 50 down to the Dowling 49. So the Tigers will have great field position from the Dowling 49 with 324 remaining here in this third quarter that's been scoreless thus far. First down Valley at the, they're going to call it at midfield. Let's go down to Johnny Chido on the Dowling sideline. You know, we knew this was going to be a tough ball game going in here. Anytime you have a Dowling Valley game, I don't care what the records are and what time of the year it is, it's always going to be a hard physical game. And we're seeing it tonight, and it's been played pretty much that way uh, defensively. It's been a defensive game on both sides of the ball. And, Johnny, uh, Dowling, four possessions here in the third quarter, four three and outs. Yeah. Have not yeah. gotten a first down. Yeah. All right, first down Valley. Will at the handoff, and that's head again. And Damon slip slides and gets his, puts his head down. He's near a first down, pushes the pile forward down to the Dowling 42-yard line. He'll pick up eight yards and a nice run by Damon Head. He cut that one back. A little bit of over-pursuit by the defense. They had the play stop where it was designed to go, and Head is an experienced running back, and and Damon just took that, took what was given to him and cut it back to the left side and then got behind one, I think, believe it was number 73 there, um, or 74, Nolan Anderson. But it got behind him and 
just plowed forward. Good push by the offensive line for uh, for Valley. Nolan Anderson, Derek Ellens, Matthew Booth, Ben Rickert, and Braylon Jennings. And a handoff up again to head. He's stacked up at the line of scrimmage, but he bowls his way forward down to the Dowling 38. He'll pick up the first down and a gain of three. Lucas Gigliano on the stop there for the Maroons as he stuffed the hole. But by then, the line had gotten that little bit of surge and had enough for the first down. Two and a half minutes remaining, third quarter. Our score, Dowling 7, Valley nothing here in the third quarter. Beautiful night. Packed house here at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. The Battle of West Des Moines. These two teams last met in the semifinals at the Unidome, and Valley won that game last year 22-21 to end Dowling's season. They had a tremendous fourth quarter to do it. All right, uh, pistol formation for the Tigers with two receivers to the right. Willett on play action, rolls to his right, kind of stumbles, fires the ball out. The pass is caught and then dropped, incomplete. They'll rule it. Good play out there again. I believe that's Zach Smith in coverage as they tried to roll Willett out and let him throw it on the run there. And uh, Willett's coming up hobbled here a little bit. I think when he stepped and planted on the run right there, he there he's got a cramp in his foot. Yeah, he's, he reached down and tried to twist his toes around, and yeah. he's still doing it. He did get the ball released and it hit him, hit his receiver in the target, but no catch. And Valley, starting quarter, if you, quarterback, if you joined us late, Caleb Jewell was hurt on the second play of the second possession for the Valley offense, and he has not returned. He had a leg injury on his left left leg, and now Valley wants to call a timeout. I don't think Coach Swenson liked what he saw or Wondering about his quarterback. We'll take a one-minute break. 2.06 to go, third quarter. Dowling, 7 Valley, nothing here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, 515-223-1150. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeppington's Formal Wear, in business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. Hi, this is David Piper from St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's Valley with the football on a second and ten toss play left side, and that's to head, and he can't get outside the numbers. Brought down for a loss back at the 40-yard line as Valley has now went to their third quarterback, and that is Ethan Stemler, the 5'11 junior, 5'11", 170-pound junior, wearing number 12. So what you saw, Matt, Trevor Willett was shaken up, and he did take himself out of the game with a, a cramp in his left foot apparently. Yeah, and that, you know, how many times does your third-string quarterback get reps? So this will be interesting to see what happens here on a passing down. That was Adam Ducharme, Aiden Ducharme on the stop there for the Maroons in that last play. All right, third and 12 Valley. Ball on, their, on the Dowling 40, Dowling 7 to nothing. And now here's Stemler back to throw, and he fires that little flanker screen. It's caught and hit and dropped at the uh, 35. Shy of the first down is the Valley receiver. They tried to run that play earlier, and it didn't work. McGregory was the 
was the receiver, and he stopped for a gain of five. Uh, Dylan Manning came across, and he's the guy that's responsible to turn that back to the outside there, and he came and turned it in. They get a little bit of a gain on it, but it was a stop. Here it is, fourth and seven. Again, you're in kind of no man's land here for Valley. And uh, at fourth and six, he's going to let the clock run as much as he can. Fourth and six, and he's going for it. Yeah, play clock at 10 seconds. Line of scrimmage is a 34. They spotted his knee down there. As mentioned, fourth and six. Stembler, the new quarterback, back to throw the right-hander. Looks left, throws left. The pass is caught by Mason out of the backfield, and he's dropped at the 30, and he'll be shy of the first down. Yeah, he'll be short of the first down. And so the, the Maroons will get the ball back with 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter, up by seven. So Dowling takes over, first and 10 from their own 29-yard line as that play went for five yards to Mason. And John Chida will bring you in. Now it's the third uh, Valley quarterback in there. The Dowling defense holds once again. Yeah, they're doing a good job creating all these uh, mismatches when you have linebackers on running backs in space or receivers in space, and Valley's been trying to to capitalize on those those matches, and that's what you want is a linebacker on space with the running back or receiver, and Dowling's linebacker's been doing a good job, and you got to credit the front four of, of putting pressure as well. All right, Dowling with the first down at their own 29-yard line, 30 seconds remaining in the first half. Thank you, John Chido, for that report. And now Cataldo at quarterback. The give is to Rashad Davis, and Rashad slices his way across the 30 up to about the 33-yard line, and that may be the final play of the third quarter. So we're a gain of four. Not much of a win, so you know, you, you're not thinking about um, trying to just run out the clock and get the wind behind your back. But yeah, the flags I, think they, are, I think they will here now, though. Flags are... Uh, Going south to north, right to left, and that is the final play of the uh, third quarter. So we've come to the end of three quarters here at a Pack Valley Stadium, week two of the high school football season, and it's uh, first number one ranked Dowling, seven, sixth ranked Valley, nothing. We go to the fourth quarter here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a segment about small Catholic innovations that made a huge impact from the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. Long before Wimbledon, a group of Catholic monks in 12th century France were taking a break in their courtyard. I imagine it went something like this. A monk, I'll call him Brother Leo, shouts, Take this, Brother John. He tosses the ball to Brother John. And Brother John, a little startled, swings his hand, smacks the ball back, yelling, Take this, Brother Leo. On and on they play until their superior comes marching out, yelling, What are you two doing? Brother Leo replies, Ah, it was just a game of take this. But in French, the word for take this is tenez. So that may not be the actual story, but you can thank Catholic Innovation for tennis. Learn more about what OSV Institute is doing to inspire and encourage Catholic innovation at osvinstitute.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome back to Valley Stadium. We begin the fourth quarter with Dowling leading 7-0, Dante Cataldo. On first down, keeps the football, now runs with it. He's got a wall near side 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds by Valley at the 43-yard line. 
as the Maroons go from their own 33 and shy of the first down right at the 42, gain a nine, and that was a quarterback draw that it was supposed to go right, ended up going towards us. It went left. It went left, and that's what speed does for you right there. Dante Cataldo able to turn that play around, which looked like it was going to end up in a loss, and he's able to spin around and run the other sidelines, and uh, right now he's got a – this is time for him to make a play. And yeah. he, he made the first one right there. Now he's going to get it going again. Right, first down, Dowling at their own 44-yard line, gain of 11 by Cataldo. Hand off to Rashad Davis, and he just bowls his way. I think a penalty flag down. Now two are down. Davis up to the 45 of Valley, but this may be coming back. We'll see. We got two flags. Must have been pretty obvious, whatever it was. I don't think it's good for the offense. <laughs> it might. There's a potential that it was a face mask, but we'll see. So Davis, that might be wishful thinking, Mark. Davis gets a gain at 12, and officials are talking it over. We'll get the see. announcement here so we can pick it up. Face mask. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And they're going to whistle that on Valley's Cole Weibel, number 50. He starts the defensive tackle, guilty of grabbing Rashad's face mask. So. I started to think that might be the call because as he was going through there, a lot of times you won't see two flags in a holding that it's that obvious, but you will catch a face mask. And uh, especially the way he was going through the muddle that he was right there, that Rashad was. That'll move the ball down to the Valley 39-yard line. First and 10, Dowling. Pistol formation, two receivers to the right. Dowling going right to left. South to north with the wind at their back. Handoff for Rashad Davis right up the gut, right over center. And a Valley player is shaking up, and that might be their outstanding nose guard. And I hope it's not. And that would be Ramad Naba. And Naba's on the ground, I think. It's hard to tell. I think it's, it's him. An, Let me see here. We'll get the binoculars going, but... Yeah, I believe Roots it is. Carry the ball to the 36, so a gain of three by Davis. And if that's the big guy, Ramaz Naba, we'll see. And it's such it's a quiet you know, it's, over the stadium because this, this yeah. is their Valley's best player, and he's their nose tackle, and he caused Dowling a lot of grief in that dome game last year. They're working on the upper body, so you don't know if it's a shoulder or an elbow. It's such a train wreck in there with all those bodies flying around. If he was reaching, he might have got it hyperextended or something. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Skeffington's Formal Wear along with Klein Electric, the Catholic United Financial. And don't forget the Iowa Catholic Radio Fall f- Fundraiser begins September 21st through the 29th. Our goal is $200,000 for our operations to support Iowa Catholic Radio. And matching dollars are available. Your gift is tax deductible. You can go online at iowacatholicradio.com. Good news for Valley. Nabaz is up, and he walked off under his own power. Ramaz Naba, rather, 6'2", 320 senior. And he'll be replaced at least for a play, and that is good news for the Tigers seeing him walk off, Matt. Yeah, he's going to walk into the tent. They're going to hold him. He was holding his arms. You don't know if it was a shoulder or or what on that. We hope the young man's okay and is able to come back onto the football field. All right, second down, seven for Dowling. The line of scrimmage, the Valley 36. Dowling seven to nothing. Rashad Davis right up the gut, right over center and Max Shelton. And the Maroons have just been angling their running plays right to the A-gap. Nothing outside the tackles, just between the two guards and the center, Shelton. The two guards, Nate Agos, the right guard, 6'2", 225, and a senior. And the left guard, Joe Freilach. 6'2", 270, and a senior. And, of course, Shelton, 5'11", 220, and a senior. 
He might have felt pretty good after that play because Nava was on the uh, sidelines. Yeah. They brought in Alonzo Jimenez at that nose tackle position, and so they went right at him on that play, and uh, he, he stood up to it. So third and five Dowling on their own, on the Valley 34-yard line. Pistol formation for the Maroons. Tied in on the right side, two receivers right. Cataldo, read option, gives it to Rashad Davis, slips the tackle, angling for the first down, and he's brought down at the 31-yard line. He'll be shy of the first down, gain a three, and those were three tough yards. Yeah, those are three tough yards. He might have. I mean, it's going to be, oh, they, they are marking it back. Yeah, they're going to put they're it down put at the 31. 31, yeah. gain of three. Gain of three, so you got a fourth and two. Right here at this point, and uh, right same now place, you, you line it up. Same place Valley was with yep. their situation, and they yep. went for it. Dowling's going to go for it, bring a different personnel in. And Naba comes back into the ball game for this fourth down play. That's good news for the Tigers. Pistol formation for Dowling. Middleton in at fullback, if you will. Two receivers to the right. Catalwa at quarterback. Dowling going for it. Fourth and short. Handoff Rashad Davis. Penalty flag down. And uh, Davis, everybody has to stop, and I don't see what this is all about they blew the play dead so it's got to be a motion or something on the on the maroons dave rittman the veteran yep. referee and it's a all start on dowling so that'll back the maroons up five yards and let's see the maroons going to bring the punt team in this is an interesting call where they go for yeah it. you know the defense has been playing so well and uh this is an interesting because you're you know you're not going to gain a whole lot but boy Hey, John Chido on the Dowling sideline. The Maroons still trying to figure out what they're going to do. What's the call here, Coach? Uh, fourth and seven. I, you're going to you have three receivers to the right, so I would imagine it's going to be some type of a short route running the, the outside receivers off. Uh, All right, three, is my, my guess. All right, three receivers right, one to the left. Cataldo out of the shotgun. Looks left, can't find a man. Rolling to his right, fires it out. The pass is, well, they say it was caught. The officials say it was caught. No, they're calling it incomplete, incomplete. No. Yeah. He came down out of bounds. He made the catch, but he came down out yeah, of bounds. Yeah, I think he lost control of it as he hit the ground. It was a great catch out there, but he did go, you know, the, the defender, I believe, number 20, um, Ryan Airbab, did a really good job of knocking that down. So the Tigers will take over from their own 36-yard line, 7 to nothing Dowling here in the third quarter with 9 in a half minutes remaining, I'm sorry, in the fourth quarter. Let's go down to the Dowling sidelines here in the fourth quarter, and that's John Chido, John. I don't know. I was right here, right in front of that, and uh -oh. Hank made a great catch and, and had the foot down, and I think the the official didn't have a good angle on it because it, Hank's back was to him. Did he have but, control? But the control out of bounds is what he saw. But it, it was, it was uh, one of those either way. All right, Valley now comes out throwing, and the pass by Ethan Stemler is caught inside the Dowling 40 and brought down right around there. And that's a great catch in the biggest play Valley's had tonight. Noah Craycraft on a first down play from the Valley 36. They had Kenny James isolated on that side, and, and uh, he broke to the outside. That was a long throw by Stemler. He threw all the way across the field, I think, and Kenny was thinking he's going to come back towards the football. But the football went back to the sideline and now at the numbers, and Kenny was just a step late getting there. So it's a 23-yard catch, first down Valley at the Dowling 41. Tigers now will move Craycraft to the right side, two receivers right, one to the left. Tight end is on the left, one back in the backfield. Stemler back to throw. He fires them out. Pass is caught, but where nobody else could catch it and back it to the 42-yard line, loss of one, and that's their tight end crown over on the catch for Valley. 
They tried to clear out that side again and let and sneak Crownover off to the, the wide side. That time Kenny James was flying up and uh, makes the stop right away for the Maroons. It actually ends up being a one-yard loss. Yep, so it'll be second and 11. Eight and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Timeouts. Dowling has three. Valley has two remaining. Tigers now with a second and 11. And the Dowling 42. Tigers going left to right into this uh, 10 to 15-mile-an-hour win. Craig. And the handoff goes to Mason, who's back in there. He gives him a spark inside the 35, down to the Dowling 34, gain of eight. Fresh legs by Mason. He's just a strong runner. And you see some of the cramps starting to happen for the uh, Valley Tigers here as, as uh, Mason comes off the field with a, a calf cramp after that run. When it starts to cool down towards the end of a ball game like this, that's when you see those cramps start to happen. Well, it was, uh, it's been Damon Head getting the load of rushing. Maybe Mason's had about five carries. So it's right now third and three. Tigers will move their tight end crown over to the left side. And now a loose football picked up by the tailback, and he's hit and drop. It'll bring up fourth and long for Valley. Mishandled snap. Of course, the third-string quarterback, Ethan Stemler, the 5'11 junior, in relief of Trevor Willett, 6'4 senior, in relief of the starter, Caleb Jewell. We haven't seen since the second series due to a leg injury. So lots of things happening in the backfield. Fourth down and six now for Valley. The ball moved back to the 36-yard line or 35-yard line. Loss of one after all that, Matt. Yeah, you got to give Valley credit because, you know, for as many quarterbacks as they've had in there, they, that's the first missed exchange that they've had. That was Owen Pins on the stop there. Uh, heady ball played by him and getting uh, head stopped. All right, here's a snap. Stemmler out of the shotgun. Has time. Fires the ball out. The pass is intercepted by Dowling. Down the far sideline he goes. Inside the 40. And he's finally driven down on the Dowling interception as Jake, we look through the uh, Jake Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. Yep. Kruger, yeah. And he might have been sitting on that one all night, and that might be the play of the game. Jake Kruger is sitting on that one right there as the ball went out there. Again, He's throwing all the way across the field, which is a gamble. And uh, Jake saw that, broke on it, makes the play, and uh, flipped the field here. Now the Maroons got to see that offense do what they do. Down to the 26-yard line of Valley with 6.39 remaining. Might be the play of the game. Johnny, I'm guessing in the post game you're going to have an all-defensive interview. Well, I, I've been thinking about that, but I don't want to say anything. I don't want to mush anything or Oh, here we go. Anything. No, we I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't think so. Maroons now with the first down at the Valley 36 on the ground. Rashad Davis, he finds some room across the 20, outside the number, still on his feet, and he might be near a first down. The side judge here has him down at the, the 16-, 17-yard yeah. line. This is a yard early. Again, this is uh, here, and this I like this. You know, Dowling's getting right back on the football. They need some. They need some. You know, momentum going and 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 rapid. Handoff goes to Rashad Davis. Got the first down. Still on his feet. Twists and spins near the ten, down to the twelve. They say a gain of five and a Dowling first down for Rashad Davis. They're going to do it on the ground. Yeah. That time they went right around, right over Isaiah Seymour, the senior. Right tackle and Nate Agos, and then Will Life for the tight end. They've got them on their heels right now, that defense, and they're going to keep going right at them in a hurry-up mode here. First and 10, Dowling. They said the ball on the 11. Two receivers left, one to the right. Here's a snap out of the shotgun, and they give it to Rashad Davis. Still on his feet inside the five. A very slow developing, and I'm telling you right now, <laughs> <Slow>. Rashad <laughs> just kind of creeped his way in there yeah. between the uh, right over center and guards. Yeah. 
And next thing you know, he's down at the four. It is fun, of eight. It is fun to watch that happen because he is just crawling up behind those big guys and keeping those feet churning. And he can just set in there, Rashad, at 5'8". Uh, Here's a snap by Cataldo. Give to Rashad Davis, right side. Anglin in for the score. Did he get in? Yes, yes. he did. Touchdown Dowling. And the Maroons may have made it a two-score game with five and a half minutes to go. Davis on a four-yard run, and that's his second touchdown of the night. And that's the rhythm that this offense can do, and especially in the fourth quarter. You talk about conditioning. You talk about wearing other teams down, and you, you saw it right there. All set up by Jake Kruger's interception, and he returned the ball about uh, 30 yards and gave Dowling a pretty good field position. Maroons go four plays, 26 yards. Extra point attempt, falls down. And the hold by Jack Jefferson, the extra point by Schumacher is good, and Dowling leads 14 to nothing, five and a half minutes to go. Fourth quarter here at Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, returning, and we'll be back after these messages on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adele, online anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Hey, we're back here at Valley Stadium to kick off by Schumacher and Dowling. It goes into the end zone touchback. Valley will have it first and ten. From their own 20-yard line as Dowling goes four plays, 26 yards, capped off by a Rashad Davis four-yard run. That followed or that followed the interception by Jacob Kruger of a, about a 30-yard return that gave Dowling great field position. Maroons lead it 14 nothing. back to the Dowling sideline. Across the field we go to John Chido. And that's the Dowling offense you like to see, that hurry-up uh, offense rhythm you know pounding the football and as matt mentioned you know you're wearing down that defense and you're able to get up in that hurry up and not let the defense set in their defense sets they want to and and dowling's offense had valley's defense on their toes and was able to capitalize yeah no question we'll keep you here on mike here johnny i got a question for you after this play handoff goes to head left side he's got a little bit of the scene scampers around he's picked up the first down and more spun around and spun up to the 35 yard line a gain of 15 and Johnny, you were very complimentary to the Valley defense, and rightly so, as Dowling's offense could not get into Temple until that last series. Yeah, and it's it's just a matter of field position. You know, football's a game of momentum, and emotions change, and when you get that emotional high, you got to take advantage of it. All right, Stemler back to throw, fires in traffic, caught by Craycraft, first down Valley, up to the 48-yard line. So 
a 15-yard reception, now a 13-yard reception, Matt Maynard, for Valley, and they got a first down. They're going to, they're going into their hurry-up mode, and, and they're making some plays right now. Head with a big run, and then, you know, Stemler hits Craycraft over the middle right there for a nice play, and, and they've, got, they've got things moving. All right, Stemler back to throw, has time, fires over the middle. The pass is caught. Once again, it's Craycraft. The 6'195 pound senior had four catches last week. He's got another catch here. Down to the Dowling 39 and another first down. Nick Frer- uh, Nick Frerick's on the stop there for the Maroons, and they're keeping things in front of them. You know, they they just don't want anything to get behind him here and let that field shrink a little bit. 13-yard reception, so back-to-back 13-yard catches. Stemler back to throw. Now doesn't see anybody open. He'll take off. Angling near side, run out of bounds at the 30. And he'll pick up pretty good yardage, maybe nine on the play. We'll see. Dylan Manning again from his uh, rover spot, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he, in that will position, he, he flew across the field and was able to push him out of bounds. As The defense did a really good job right there of stopping him from going to the left where he wanted to roll, forced him back to the right, and then Manning makes a play. Seven-yard run for the uh, Third-string quarterback, Ethan Stemmler, who's been thrust into action due to the injury to Caleb Jewell, the starter, and Trevor Willett, the backup. Here's Stemmler back to throw. Flanker screen. Pass is caught and hit and drop right at the 29, maybe down to the 27 after the catch. Nice job that time by Valley. First down. That's been one of their better plays, you know, best plays tonight, the most consistent plays is that flanker screen, and Manhattan comes up and makes a stop there for the Maroons. Gain of five. First and 10, Valley at the Dowling 27. Dowling 14, Valley nothing. Four and a half to go. And now Stembler keeps the football. I think he bobbled the snap, and he fell forward and maybe to the line of scrimmage, and that's it, Matt. Fumbled snap there, and and, uh, he was fortunate to get that football back. So line of scrimmage at the 28, loss of one, second and 11. Stemler back to throw, looks right, throws right. The pass is on a little out pattern, caught out of bounds right around the 19, 20-yard line. Pickup of eight, shy of the first down. You know, quick play there out to the out to um, Craigcraft or McGregory. Yep. McGregory and in front of Jake Kruger there, keeping things in front of them. Right now they're, they're content to let him do that as Valley moves down the field here, down by two touchdowns with just under four minutes to go. Clock stop, third and one Valley. Ball in the Dowling 19. Maroons trying to pitch the shutout. 14 to nothing Maroons. Valley trying to make it a one-score game. Stemler with two receivers to the left. Low snap, picks it up, runs with it, turns the corner at the 20, and that's where he stacked up at the 19. No gain in the play. Again, yeah. mishandled snap. Well, you know, again, your third-string quarterback's not going to get many reps during practice. And, you know, the nerves for the young man have to be a little bit high right now and just a couple snaps there that have bubbled through. But he's, his composure has been really good otherwise. Here it is, fourth and one right now. Fourth down and one, 3.30 left to go in the fourth quarter. Valley has two timeouts left, Dowling one. Two receivers to the left, one to the right. Stemler on play action, has pressure, and he goes down. He's sacked back at the 26-yard line as Dowling called up the blitz, and once again, that was Ian Middleton, and I believe maybe Johnny got that second number if it was Jackson Miller or if it was, or I mean, I think it was Isaac Beaver. And nonetheless, on, turnover on downs for Valley, and Dowling will start first and 10 deep in their own territory 
or not so bad, actually. 28-yard line is where they'll start. As Stemler went down, slow to get up, but he did make it off the field. But Maroons called up the blitz, and uh, Adam Jack, the Dowling D coordinator, he's called that up at certain times tonight, Matt. Yeah, he has. And while we got him in here, um, Mark, I want to sure. give a shout-out to one of the guys I've coached with for five years in Wisconsin. He's in the hospital up, at, up in La Crosse. And, Randy, we got you in our prayers here, big guy. Keep battling, and we're, we've got you here. Those guys in Wisconsin are tough. They are tough. The coaches are, too. Yeah. Here's read option. Cataldo keeps it, and he turns around right in and picks up pretty good yardage, crosses the 30 up to the 35-yard line, a gain of seven. Gain of seven. Nice nice read option there by uh, Dante as he makes a great read, runs off the right side as everybody's looking at Rashad after that last series. And now it's a game of we're just going to grind this baby out. The enemy is the clock for yes. Dowling. The Maroons have 14 points. They're just trying to wind it down. They're going to let that play clock go down. It's at 20, so we're going to have a lot of time between plays. Coach Swenson has two timeouts remaining. It's second and three Maroons from their own 35-yard line with a 14-0 lead, Dowling with the ball. Five on the play clock. Cataldo out of the shotgun. Here's a snap. Give to Rashad Davis. Right side. Short side of the field. He's got the first down, still on his feet, and finally driven down right around the, the 41 or two-yard line, a gain of six. Gain is six, and, and Coach Swenson has two timeouts. He was hoping to get a stop there before it, make it a third down, and then call a timeout. But right now it's set the chains and wind the clock, and you probably got about three. I mean, you probably got to get one more first down. You do uh, with uh, 2.15. Where's our math guys got the iPad? Yeah. Uh, see for it. He Depends would. on if he calls a timeout or not. That's true. Pistol formation, or check that, uh, one back in the backfield, and that is Rashad Davis. Cataldo with five on the play clock. One receiver on each side. Two tight ends for Dowling. Handoff Rashad Davis right over center, and he grinds his way up to the 45 of Dowling, gain of four, and we may see a timeout here by Valley. We'll see. One of the things that you got to love about how Rashad runs is that he always finishes forward. Great running backs finish forward they you know they don't get knocked backwards Good they point. lean and he is always finishing forward the young man is and it's it's fun to watch him now you'd like to think you'd take a knee here but with two timeouts i don't think he's going to stop it so i it might be take a knee time yeah, coach swenson is not stopping the clock we want to thank our sponsors we'll have the post game show tonight don't forget uh, we'll have interviews on the field with head coach tom wilson and players and I'm pretty sure we'll see the defensive, uh, maybe two or three guys on defense get uh, that uh, microphone. Yeah, I think Dylan Manning was all over the field tonight. You know, him and, and Jake Kruger, obviously, with that, that big play. But um, Dylan Manning made a, a lot of plays, and it was, it was fun to watch him. Lucas Scigliano had a, had a really good uh, sack on a fourth down, I believe, and he's had a pretty good game. I've had uh, Mr. Kruger with the interception that gave Dowling their – uh, plus two touchdown. want to thank our, our folks back at Iowa Catholic Radio, and that's uh, Roman Wilcom, his dad, Matt, and, of course, Brady Grimm. Appreciate all the work behind the scenes. Greg Richwine does a tremendous job. Got another tower up in southern Iowa today, an FM tower. So uh, we appreciate uh, Greg and all the, the support he does and all the people behind the scenes at Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandring, John Chido, you're on the sideline. It's got to be a different sideline than it was about ten minutes ago, Johnny. Yeah, how it, how it changes in, in a matter of seconds, you know, with the with 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 the game and and then the sideline and the emotions and it it's just that te- that 
I would say the second half just flew by. I mean, just flew by. I looked up at the clock, and there's only three minutes left in the game. It flew by so much, I called it the third quarter. It was really the fourth <laughs> quarter once. <laughs> Handoff Rashad Davis, and he's got the first down on the second and five. And he's up across midfield, and that'll do it. I don't think uh, Coach Swenson's going to yeah, mess around too much here. Yeah, make one more snap, so. Yeah, that should that should do it. One more snap, and that's a ball game. That's a, I'll tell you what, Valley... Valley uh, just played a heck of a ball. Their defense did a really good job. This is a really, really good offense that the Maroons have this year, and they gave them everything they wanted. First down, Dowling at the Valley 46. One more snap. The Maroons are letting the play clock go down under 10. Under 10 seconds, rather. Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, and Mercy One. Dante Cotado takes a knee, and that'll do it. 28 seconds remaining. Valley is not going to use their... Timeouts and the Maroons are going to go to two and zero. Valley goes to zero and two, and the Tigers it doesn't get any easier. As next week, sixth ranked Valley at fourth ranked Johnston, and Dowling it doesn't get any easier as Ankeny comes to Valley Stadium. Ankeny is third ranked in the Associated Press poll. Dowling third, so another top ten matchup for the Maroons next week. This one is over. Congratulations to Tom Wilson and the Dowling Maroons as they defeat the Valley Tigers fourteen to nothing. And, Matt, as we look up and look at the Dowling fans across from us, the full moon in effect. It's a a beautiful picture. It certainly is. I should take that picture. And I think it will show up on your Twitter feed later on. i got a feeling. Yeah. Final score, Dowling, 14, Valley Tigers nothing, alongside Matt Mandering, Mark Amadale. We'll move to the postgame show. Again, our thanks to uh, the Wilkham family in the – in the studios, and uh, Roman doing a great job with his dad, Matt, and Brady Grimm, and all the folks behind the scenes for Iowa Catholic Radio. We're going to take a two-minute break, come back. We'll have interviews on the field with John Chido, and we'll get this game stats from Coach Seifert. Uh, so stay tuned for our post-game show for your folks here at the stadium as you uh, head out in the cars. The line is starting to uh, develop as uh, the parking lot is starting to get full, and we hope you tune in to Iowa Catholic Radio's coverage of Dowling Catholic football, our 47th year. Final score, Dowling 14, Valley nothing on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for programming comes from Klein Electric, a local family-oriented electrical contractor, a 100% employee-owned company with branches across the Midwest to provide comprehensive electrical services. Klein Electric is able to help with any residential and commercial project. Learn more at kleinelectric.com. Catholic United Financial, proud to support Iowa Catholic Radio. Catholic United, member-owned, with financial services to protect and connect Catholic families, parishes, schools, and communities. Catholic United, helping Catholics in Iowa and the Upper Midwest build secure financial futures for 145 years. Learn more about the Catholic United story. Call local member advisor Duke McCarger at 515-380-0153 or go to iowa.catholicunitedfinancial.org. Alive in Christ with Eucharistic Amazement, September 17th through the 19th at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Each evening will include a holy hour at 6 p.m., followed by a talk from Sister Joseph Mary. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. I went to church and just sat there and listened. I really didn't absorb anything. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I had this sin that I carried in my heart for a long time. And I told myself for many, many years that the Lord wouldn't forgive me for this. When, when Father in the confessional says, your sins are forgiven, there truly is a, a feeling of, of weight lifted off. 
I don't care if it's two or three little sins that you're carrying, there's a feeling of I can breathe deeply again. I feel pure inside and I'm, and I'm ready to come to Mass. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home. If you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Welcome back to Valley Stadium, West Des Moines, alongside Matt Mandering, Mark Hamadale. Final score tonight in, geek, in week two of the high school football season, Dowling 14, Valley nothing. A uh, pair of touchdown runs by Rashad Davis of 20 and 4 yards. The uh, first one back in the first quarter, just under 10 minutes left. The final touchdown by Rashad, the four-yard run, was set up by an interception by Jake Kruger, and that came with 5.31 left to go in the fourth quarter. And the Maroons went at 14 to nothing. And uh, I know John Chido is working on interviews on the field. The Dowling team is meeting, as is the Valley team on the field. Uh, final thoughts from their coaches. So let's give the game stats uh, for everybody out there. Dowling with 13 first downs. Valley with 24 on the night. Tigers rushed the ball 34 times for 93 yards. Dowling 27 rushes for 163 yards. Now these are team averages. Dowling averaged six yards a carry. Valley two and a half. And the three quarterbacks for Valley combined for 13 out of 27 passing, one interception for 98 yards. Dowling, Dante Cataldo went 8 out of 14 passing, one interception for 84 yards and no touchdowns. So total plays in the contest, Dowling had 42 plays for 247 yards of net offense. And for Valley, they had 64 plays, so 22 plays more than Dowling for 191 yards of uh, total offense. Both teams had two turnovers tonight. Dowling was one of six in third down conversions, 0 for 2 in fourth down conversions. For Valley, they were 4 of 14 in third down conversions and 2 of 6 in fourth down conversions. Dowling had one sack in the – actually, a, a couple sacks in the game. Valley was sacked rather three times for 20 yards, and Cataldo was sacked once uh, for no yards. So that's a look at the uh, team statistics individually. Dante Cataldo, we mentioned, 8 out of 14 passing four. 84 yards. Hank Brown, four catches for 53 yards. Uh, Matt Kerner, one catch for 22 yards. And Rashad Davis had one catch for seven yards. Trey Wilson, one catch for six yards. Rashad Davis on the ground, 22 carries for 128 yards and two touchdowns tonight for Rashad. Dante Cataldo, five carries for 35 yards, and uh, i got to read the principal's writing here. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know if I can do this, Matt. Let's see. Uh, Willett, uh, four, ca- four carries for 16 yards. That was the second-string quarterback for Valley. Stemler. Stemler was eight out of nine passing for 71 passing. yards yep. and an interception. Craig and Craycraft was our leading receiver for Valley, five receptions for 49 yards. And Oh, Head. I see what you did. Damon yeah. Head, 19 rushes, 90 yards for Valley. And, and then um, Darius Mason. Mason, seven carries for 21 yards. So there's the numbers. <laughs> Dowling uh, total yardage, as we mentioned, for the Maroons, 247 yards. Valley with 191. And that was a quiet 247 yards for the Maroons. And a yeah. quiet just under 200 yards for Valley. A defensive-prone uh, game here, uh, Matt, is we're going to go right down to the field. And, oh, I, Johnny's on midfield. He, he's got uh, – it's is that it's got to be the, the young Jake man Kruger. Kruger who had 
a different Saturday night, but he's certainly got a great Friday night. And, Johnny, take it away with the Dowling cornerback. Uh, Jacob, I just want to let walk you walk us through that last play that you made there defensively it was a big turning point in the ball game. You're only up 7 nothing at that point. Uh, was able to capitalize on that interception. Just kind of walk us through that play a little bit. Um, we know that they were going to run the ball down their throat, tire us out. Um, a lot of that conditioning in the offseason helped out, and I just, just played my game, just played with the same swagger, didn't get down about last week or anything, and then just it came right to me. The opportunity presented itself, and I uh, thrived on the opportunity. Mark? Uh, well, uh, you guys, can Jake hear me? Yeah, he can. Yeah. All right, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey. Hey, you think the conversation is going to be a little bit better tonight? You got, you know, <laughs> I know Grandpa and Grandma were, you know, were here, and I'm sure they're pretty proud of that. But, you know, you 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 learned a lot last week about a lot of different things, and you just kept the game in front of you tonight. And I, you know, proud of your effort. And uh, what were you thinking when that when that play rolled out towards you? I was like, throw it to me. I want it. <laughs> I want it all. Well, you did an outstanding job, Jacob, and I know you got tested last Saturday night at uh, uh, at Kingston Stadium in Cedar Rapids. You were up against one of the top receivers in the state, yep. but uh, you know tonight you're up against one of the top teams in the state, a team that knocked Dowling out last year. Uh, your thoughts preparing for this game, and uh, you guys were jumping some routes early in that first half, you and your cornerbacks out there. Yeah, we were prepared. Um, we watched film, watched film, watched film. Um, we just... We knew the plays that were coming, and obviously today you've seen it. I mean, there's a zero on the scoreboard now. So, Absolutely. Well, you, you look good out there, a big difference. I know your quarterback or cornerback coach, and that's Coach Smith. What advice did he give you guys this week in preparation for Valley? Don't get too high, don't get too low. I mean, you just got to just play the same way every play, no matter if it's a 50-yard gain or a, like a two-yard loss. So, I mean, that helped a lot. That's outstanding work, Jake. And, uh, you know, as you look forward now, there, this, is there a game next week that means a little bit? <laughs> oh, yeah, I get my revenge on Ankeny. Yeah. <laughs> you know anything so, about Ankeny? Uh, yeah. You from there or yeah. you pass through there? Huh? Still, still in the area, for yeah, sure. Still in the area. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, Jake, it's, it, was, uh, it was fun to watch tonight. It's fun to watch that maturation process that you have and, and watching you grow as a football player. Yeah, it was fun. All right, well, thank you for joining us here on the postgame show from the field. Jacob Kruger, congratulations. Go celebrate. Yep. All right, uh, John Chido with our first interview. We'll get the headsets all switched around. Dowling 14, Valley nothing, final here he's at got, Valley he's Stadium. Got someone else. Now, yeah. who we got next? Well, I, I, Johnny's going to have to tell us. He's got uh, his back to us. but uh, the can't Maroons, see the number. Maroons had a well, – it's all defense. We know oh, that. Yeah. It's all defense. We'll That's send it down to uh, John Chido. And who do you got, Johnny? I got Kenny James here with me. Uh, Great night defensively all around. Uh, you guys were on the field a lot and were able to make big plays, big stops when it mattered. And uh, just tell us about your preparation uh, coming in this week and uh, how it uh, evolved on the field tonight. Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to thank our coaches. I mean, we prepared a lot. I mean, we knew this game. For us to win, we would have to win the physical battle. We, we've emphasized that a lot. Like, that was the only way we were going to win. And we had to believe in each other. We knew it was going to go down on sometimes. And sometimes we had to just bring faith with each other and believe in one another. And that's what brought us a victory tonight. Hey, Kenny, you had a – this is uh, Mr. Rainer. You had, you had a nice play out there. You almost, did you did you get that pick? That yeah, right, right? I think I did. I you think, think you I did. did? But, hey, they thought I had otherwise. So, hey. Yeah. That's the official. <laughs> Well, Kenny, a big difference than last week. You know, you guys had a couple of outstanding receivers and an outstanding quarterback at uh, 
uh, at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Tonight you had three quarterbacks to defend, but I think it goes down to the system, and you guys had Valley well scouted. I was impressed with how you guys, and I told this to Jake Kruger, how you guys were jumping some routes early in the game. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's just the film. the film. The film told us a lot, and our coaches, you know, they put us in the best position to make plays, and we did it. I got one more question for Kenny. Were you more nervous for this game or when you had to read at mass after school? Ooh, I'm not going to lie, this game. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job reading at mass after school, by the way. Thank you. Hey, Kenny, nice job. Thanks for joining us. Anybody you want to give a shout-out to that uh, might be stuck in a parking lot as the traffic's not moving very fast? The student section. The student section. Hey, they there showed up go. tonight, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they did, man. They did. All right. Well, Kenny, best of luck. Stay healthy, and we'll talk to you uh, next time. And best of luck against Ankeny next yep. week. Thank you. All right. That's Kenny James, one of the uh, Dowling defensive backs. Oh, you knew it was going to be all defense tonight. And yeah. uh, Johnny has uh, come through, and now he's going to bring in the head coach, and hopefully he'll put the headphones on tonight that won't blow up in his ear, and uh, we'll let John take it away. Again, the final, Dowling 14, Valley nothing, postgame show here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Mark Amadale, Matt Mainring, down back back to the field at the 50-yard line is John Chato with the Dowling head coach, Tom Wilson. Well, Coach, congratulations on a tough-fought uh, win. It's always Dowling Valley is always going to be a tough matchup, and it, and it was a grind, and you guys were able to, to pull away late there in the fourth quarter and uh, finish the job tonight. Uh, yeah, thank you. It, it certainly wasn't pretty, but I've been around this long enough that if we can get a win over Valley, I'll take it however it looks. And you know, for us to get a shutout, uh, Mark probably knows better than me, but uh, there haven't, hasn't been many of those in, in this rivalry, I know, in the last 19 years. And uh, really proud of our kids, our effort. Uh, the exciting thing is, is I think we can still get a whole lot better, and, and uh, we'll get back to work and see what we can do. Mark or Matt? Uh, Coach Wilson, you know, it was, it was fun to watch that offensive line just take over at the end of that ball game and, and salt this one away. Well, it was, and we challenged him at, at half, and, you know, I probably got away from Rashad a little bit in the first half, but I wanted to mix things up and try to take some of the pressure off of him, and, you know, he wants the pressure on, wants the ball, obviously, but I had told him at halftime that, you know, it's going to come down to us running the football, and, and uh, you know, that drive after the Kruger interception, uh, we went tempo a couple of different times, and out of some different formations, and uh, then Rashad finds the end zone. So that was uh, great to see. Yeah, uh, Tom, and, and I know there's not been very many shutouts in this series. You're exactly right. But one thing I noticed, that we got, you got your score on your first possession, and then it was a typical Dowling Valley defensive game, and your defense stood up. They were out there quite a bit. Uh, you know, offense had more uh, – senior personnel coming back from last year, but your defense, as young as it is, inexperienced as it is, they really grew up, and they had their backs to the wall several times, and they stood up to a very fine Valley team. Congratulations to Adam Jack and that group. Well, thank you. Yeah, very proud of those kids. You know, the defensive line, uh, there's a strength in numbers there, and we try to keep them fresh, and they really did a good job. And, and you know, secondary-wise, we had to do a pretty good job tonight. Uh, you know, there wasn't a ton of completions, and – wasn't allowing the big play, and then Kruger uh, gets the interception. And, you know, you mentioned us scoring on the first drive, which is exactly right. And, honestly, we had him going, you know, again. And, and uh, you know, we had a receiver uh, wide open in the end zone, and Dante gets hit from the backside. So we're that close from putting another one on the board, and, and who knows what happens. But, you know, uh, they're never easy. Um, you know, Valley's too well coached, and, and uh, you know that they, you knew that they were going to play hard, and 
you know, they started milking the clock after that first series. So then, you know, possessions were going to be uh, precious. So uh, just happy to come out of here with a win and, and uh, move on to week three. Yeah, it just seemed like we got to, you know, you, that, that defense from Valley or that 15-play that drive just took the tempo out of the game for you and that defense. And what do you, you know, the upside of this offense, just there's an unlimited upside of the top side of this offense, isn't there? Well, I think so. You know, obviously, uh, Rashad, the first two weeks, um, you know, he's getting, you know, most of the attention and, and deservedly so. But, you know, Dante, uh, with his ability to, to run and just to also throw, and we feel like we've got some receivers on the outside. You know, one guy that we haven't featured much yet is Will Lifker at tight end, and I, I think he can be a weapon too. So uh, hopefully we're just scratching the surface. Well, Tom, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the win. I know uh, it's been quite a few months. The kids probably were looking forward. This is one of those games you circle in the calendar. Now that that's over, all you get is number three ranked Ankeny, who was leading it the last report. Are they? What was the last score you had, Matt? Well, Southeast Polk up on Ankeny, 51-21. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so. hey, next week's the most important game of the year, as Coach Mitchell from uh, Grandview said, because it's the next one. So. That's, that's right. right. He was your guest speaker uh, yesterday or tonight. Uh, no, it was yesterday, and he oh. was he was awesome. You had a wrestling coach who's won many national champions talk to a football team. How'd that go? It was it was terrific, and, <laughs> and me being a wrestling guy, I really liked it. So it was he was great, and and uh, you know honestly, nobody's had any more success around the country, irregardless of level or sport, uh, than Coach Mitchell has, and uh, so we were really proud to have him. Thanks again, Tom, and best of luck next week. All right, thank you. Tom Wilson joined us here on the post game show from the field. The Dowling Catholic head coach as the Maroons go to two and zero and. That's a win, 191 for Tom at, at Dowling Catholic. And let's see, uh, got, got his career stats here somewhere. Yeah, uh, win number 280 in his career. But uh, the veteran, Mr. <laughs> Gary Swenson, my gosh. Uh, it's a battle every night. He's yeah. approaching 50 years at Val, uh, in coaching, and has just done a great job. So what a battle it was. We're going to take a break. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors and supporters all season long. And if you would, too, if you hear them and, and you patronize our sponsors, which we encourage, let them know you heard the game on Iowa Catholic Radio or programming on Iowa Catholic Radio. They include Bozen the Floors, Red Zone. Not a whole lot of Red Zone action tonight. Uh, say more with Bozen, 515-244-ROSE. That's 515-244-7673, along with Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, and Mercy One. Mark Amadale, Matt Mandering, John Chido. We'll take our final break and come back and recap tonight's game and preview next week's game here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515-223-1150 or email deaconmark at iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com.
And welcome back to the postgame show from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines, where Dowling was a 14-0 winner over the Valley Tigers, as Coach uh, Tom Wilson mentioned to us. Not a whole lot of shutouts in this series uh, for Dowling or Valley, but tonight a low-scoring defensive game, and you can say what you want, throw everything out the window. Uh, Valley's defense played much better than they did last week against the uh, Southeast Polk Rams, the defending state champs, and Dowling's defense played much better than they did against Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And who knew it was going to be a defensive showdown and what a game it was for the week two of the high school football season, Matt. Well, you give these coaching staffs uh, some film, and then all of a sudden they're going to go to work, and it turns the advantage to the defense. You know, that first week – the offense, you know, if the timing is down, the offense has a little bit of an advantage because they're, they're doing things that the other team hasn't had time to prep for. But now with, you know, you heard our kids talking about film and watching film with these huddle programs. There's so much information out there that, you know, these defenses just keep getting better and smarter and, you know, they have to anticipate. They, they can anticipate what's coming at them a lot better. No question. And for Valley, they had injury at quarterback, and that did not help their offensive proudness. They were shut out tonight. Uh, their starting quarterback, Caleb Jewell, went out at the second play of the second series in the first quarter out with the leg injury. He was replaced by Trevor Willett, who uh, went out after throwing a pass. I don't know if he came down on his foot wrong, but he took himself out, and then uh, they ended up uh, finishing the game with their third-string quarterback, uh, Stemler, uh, Ethan Stemler, the 5'11 junior, and uh, he ended up throwing a, the, the interception, which uh, gave Dowling a two-score lead at the end. So that's something that Coach Swenson's got to figure out, uh, Valley, a quarterback issue. And they don't, it doesn't get any easier for the Tigers. Next week, it's at Johnston, who is a uh, top-ten team right now. So Dow- Valley at Johnston next Friday night. Well, and Johnston's going to come in a little bit angry because they're, they're down right now 35-21, the last score I've got. In Cedar Falls. Against Cedar Falls, yeah. a good Cedar Falls team at Cedar Falls. That game's in the fourth quarter. Uh, I don't have an update on the Waukee and Northwest game. That was 17-7 still at the half. And Southeast Polk putting it that, to Ankeny. And 58. that was Waukee. Waukee ahead. was ahead, yeah, okay. against Northwest. And then uh, Southeast Polk putting it to Ankeny, 58-21. Pleasant Valley up 28-14 against the Cedar Rapids Kennedy team from last week. And then the other score, Centennial took it to Ames, 42-6. to That is a final. And the last score I'm running down here, I saw Atumwa and Roosevelt were tied the last score I had. That was at 14. Yep. And uh, we'll get you caught up here or get caught up with that. Again, t- the final, Dowling 14, Valley nothing. And our thanks to a lot of people, and uh, that, that includes both coaches, Gary Swenson. Uh, I've known Gary for quite a while ever since he took over, obviously. We've been in the business long enough. You uh, get to know the coaches, and we had a nice conversation. Very likes this team. It's, uh, it's got a tough schedule, so they, they've had a lot thrown at it. They got number one both weeks. Number yeah. one, Southeast Polk last week. Number one, Dowling this week. And next week doesn't get any better as they take on fourth-ranked Johnston uh, next Friday out at Johnston. So uh, for Dowling, the Maroons will be here at Valley Stadium. we be on the home side. They take on Ankeny next week, third-ranked Ankeny. So it doesn't get any easier for the Maroons. And we'll be here on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be uh, simulcasting with CISN.TV next Friday. So, Matt, that means i got to dress up, and so do you. And we're going to be on TV and all that stuff uh, takes place. But uh, uh, thanks to our sponsors and supporters. They also include Catholic Tuition Organization, Klein Electric, Skeffington's formal wear, you know a little bit about that yep. with the weddings you had this year, thanks to Skeffington's. Catholic United Financial, and uh, we appreciate all they do. And, of course, uh, the people behind the scenes, including uh, our uh, studio producers tonight. And uh, 
I'll tell you what, Roman has done a great job. Roman Wilkham and his dad, Matt, are there now. Uh, we want to thank uh, Greg Richwine, the uh, engineer for Iowa Catholic Radio, does a super job uh, getting all the transmitters going. And, of course, uh, Brady Grimm, the, uh, the, the new guy in town, kind of part-time, taking over from my friend Jimmy Olson. So uh, hats off to all the guys behind the scenes. And, of course, uh, uh, Elisa Hillegas. From the director of enrollment, we thank her for being on at halftime, Matt. Yeah, she did an outstanding job and, and does great work for us. You know, and this now we get into this busy part of the season. You have, you know, you have swim dive tomorrow, and we got a cross country meet going on tomorrow. Um, you also have uh, volleyball, I think, playing at Urbandale, or is the cross country at Urbandale? Cross well, country. Kind of, I'll be there. Cross country at Urbandale. Daughter's running eight in the morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> volleyball at Valley. At Valley. And I think. I think out of the four or five teams, they're all ranked except one, and Dowling is the number one ranked volleyball team this Dowling week. Dowling is the number one ranked volleyball team, and they took it to Valley on Tuesday, so it kind of ends up being a Valley sweep this week, volleyball and football. And, uh, you know, the, the Mary Beth has a great squad, and they are they are fun to watch. Yeah, they certainly are, and that'll be a great match tomorrow is uh, number one Dowling, third-ranked Ankeny, fourth-ranked Waukee Northwest, eighth-ranked Iowa City Liberty, and tenth-ranked Valley. At the at Valley for uh, the uh, volleyball matches, Waukee is there also, and the Dowling girls and boys cross country teams will be at uh, um, Urbandale tomorrow morning. Girls run at uh, 9:10. Boys run at 8:30. So the boys are first at the Urbandale Middle School. I'll be walking across the street for that one, watching my daughter do that. <laughs> and uh, Coach Gray's not having too bad of a, a year yeah, in boys golf. They have I a think hole in one today. A young uh, one, of our, uh, Merrick is the last name. I forget his first name, so I, or maybe that's his first name. I forget. <laughs> but anyway, okay, on man. the par three at Jester, he Johnny hits a hole in one. Really? A freshman, yeah. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, he's a freshman. That's, yeah. that's even better. Well, yeah. Ron Gray's having a great year there, and uh, all the sports going. So I might be a freshman at eighty-two at some point. I won't. I, I haven't even got close. <laughs> first, you got to hit the ball right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. John Chidos made it back. I'm going to give him final con. He just got his, caught his breath. So, uh, Johnny, thanks for everything on the sideline. How did, how did that all turn out? Because this game, you score, and then it's 7-0 until the end of the fourth quarter, and then the Maroons tack on another score. What a defensive game by two teams whose defenses were, you know, inexperienced on the Dowling side and Valley gave up 24 points to Southeast Polk. It ended up being a defensive game. They came to play tonight. Yeah, it sure was, and and I knew Valley's defense was going to be tough going into this game, and and you know you let you let a team like Valley stick around, stick around, and it could have went either way, and because they were driving down seven nothing, the big pass puts them inside the what the thirty yard line, and then or thirty five yard line, and then uh, the big big uh, interception Kruger. by Jake Kruger. Yeah, yep. uh, that that's a. And great Big difference. Of the, great job the with uh, Kruger and uh, Kenny James. Uh, that, that, that's those. I knew you'd get two guys on defense. You didn't, you didn't get a linebacker. You didn't get defensive lineman. But you got the two corners, and they were exposed last week, and they came to play this week. Yeah, I have to credit Coach Motes and Coach Jack for that because I asked them. I said, you know, we want to do uh, defensive guys, and and you know, I know we don't have agents out. in high school, but Johnny's yeah. got to go through a middleman. Yeah, he can't cut the middleman yeah. out, so you got to go through their. Coach. I tell you, you know what I like even more is you guys asking the interview questions. Yeah. It takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off of. Uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny James is just one of those kids that, you know, from his freshman year to his senior year has developed. And he uh, you know, took a leadership class this summer that we offered, and uh, he has just blossomed. He is a 
great young man and, and uh, really is displaying his leadership skills. Became a captain in football, and, uh, you know, he's, he does it in the classroom, does it everywhere. He's, he's a great young man, as is Jake Kruger. He, he's, uh, he's Kenny's something special. I mean, watching him grow from eighth grade yeah. to where he's at as yeah. a senior and being a captain and one of the leaders on the team is just yeah. credits of what type of personality uh, a great young man that he is. Yeah. We mentioned some of the activities going on over the weekend, but on Monday, Labor Day, JV football at Valley High School, not here at the stadium, at Valley High School, Dowling Valley, 10 a.m. They're going to get underway uh, with the JV game between Dowling and Valley. So it'll be Coach Jimmy Cataldo against the guy sitting next to me here, Coach Tom Bakey, the Valley softball coach, also the sophomore football coach. So might show up on that. It might be a warm day. It's supposed to be in the 90s, really cranking up, and then, Tuesday night, you know, the guy right here that he's up here, I got to get my, got to get him in because yeah. you guys have got me that today with all the stuff going on in my life. Uh, what have we got? Oh, eighth grade football, five o'clock at Johnston Middle School, the Dowling eighth grade team, coached by John Chidel and many other coaches. Some of the parents in the stands mm-hmm. will play at Johnston. Are you ready, coach, for uh, Tuesday night? Well, we'll see. I, you know, I, I, I think we are. Our other coaches uh, think we're in a good spot. Uh, um, it's just we just got to go out and execute it. Don't, but don't it, give Johnson bulletin board material, okay? Uh, but nope. Johnson's going to be tough. They're you know mm-hmm. the first game they 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 beat us last year and and uh, okay. uh, it was hot and it's going to be hot again Tuesday and and we expect it's going to be a hard fought game. I hope I, I hope our kids come ready to play. Well, best of luck to you. Thank we you. had to get that in. I got to get you know a shout out to our coach Chris Bagby, our offensive line coach, uh, took over for Casey Shelton, who's now on the varsity, and then uh, Rod Hagen, who we've been together since the beginning. And Rod's uh, a right hand, my right hand man. I mean, he's 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 awesome. And uh, Coach Skiggs, uh, coaching the defense, and he's basically our, our co head coaches. We call it because he has the defense, and I have the offense, and he does a great job. And Doc Zachary and and David Zachary and then uh, Colton Hoots is who is uh, new to us uh, this year. So, great staff. All right. Well, you got them all in. That's that's what we were looking forward that was to. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, we don't have a long trip back from Cedar Rapids like last Saturday night. It's uh, back here for this. This is the first of three games in a row right here at uh, Valley Stadium. So, Ankeny Dowling next week. We hope to see you then. Thank you both for your kind comments and gentle comments about. Uh, the thing that went on with me and being recognized by uh, TV5. Matter of fact, the Friday Night Blitz, uh, they had us mic tonight, so that'll be cut up and maybe played back tonight, but next week, uh, Dowling Valley, they'll cut it up. I hope they have, you know, the, the first down call when you had the wrong marker there. That was <laughs> classic. And, Hopefully it <laughs> And then Matt saying, no, Mark, that was the first down. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first first down because yeah. there was like third in a mile, yeah. and then they, he got half of it back. My good friend Dave Began, he will cover for me. Oh. He will have that on the cutting room floor. But, uh, hey, thanks for everybody to uh, recognizing what oh. Channel 5 did today, recognizing my years, and it's just been a labor of love, Matt. It's been yeah. fun. And I said I've had, there's been, what, three presidents, four ADs, four head football coaches, and many people in the booth yeah. uh, that have uh, been around. And uh, that is uh, that is been a labor of love every friday night and it all starts back johnny remembers this from grade school the old stadium on 8th street when half the end zone was part of a track and he had that brick 
Bricks and that there. I, I miss that because you're the the fans are right, right on, there on, yeah. on, the, on the field. So start over there on A Street. Here we are on EP True Parkway. There you are. Uh, so it's been a labor of love. So thanks everybody for that. Event. But it's uh, been about the school, and I mean that sincerely. We brought things out about the school, and uh, Mrs. Hilligus was our guest today, and she did that. And uh, thanks, Matt, for helping out. And we'll, we'll we're on TV next week, so. Mr. Tarpey was here saying, yeah. hey, you guys are coming next week, right? Yeah. Say, yeah, we're moving down the hallway. We'll dress up. We'll be on our yeah. A game. There you go. Best of luck, Johnny Tuesday, with the thank injury you. team. Matt, yeah, thank you. Luck. That'll wrap up Thanks, our Mark. show. Thank you, Matt. Have a safe weekend, everybody. That'll wrap up our broadcast here from the uh, Valley Stadium. And, again, Dowling the winner, 14 to nothing over Valley. And our thanks to everybody behind the scenes, including head coach Gary Swenson at Valley. 30 years at Valley, 49 years overall. And his staff and that, uh, they did a great job. Brad Rose, Mike Egbert uh, from the Valley Athletic Office helping us get set up. Reminder, next Friday night we'll be on the air at 6.30 as we'll be simulcasting with CISN 6.30 pregame, third-ranked Ankeny at number one Dowling Catholic. And it'll be CFL night, so we'll be recognizing all the Catholic Football League teams and we'll have some interviews from some of their coaches. We have uh, one right here that can help out a little bit with that. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, four. Matt Mandering for John Scheidel. This is Mark Amadale saying goodnight and so long from Valley Stadium in West Des Moines. Our thanks to our studio producer, Roman Wilkham, and his dad, Matt, and, of course, uh, all the folks behind the scenes at Iowa Catholic Radio. For my uh, broadcast team, this is Mark Amadale wishing you a safe and blessed, faith-filled Labor Day weekend. Coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, construction professionals, dental associates, Klein Electric, Catholic United Financial, Mercy One, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Skeffington's Formal Wear, and Bozen the Florist. Please support the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The preceding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.